Welcome once again to another McDevitt Fries movie podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today we shall be talking about some various movie news before going on to reviews of uh, District 9, Observe and Report, Bruno, and The Hangover. Quite a show we have for you today, which we should do because it's one year. This is our one year anniversary. This is our one year anniversary. One year and six days since we started doing this shit. Congratulations, Ian. Congratulations, Gavin. Congratulations on your anniversary, Ian. Like George Bush said, we've stayed the course. When everyone else said, no, don't do it, we've stayed the course. I know, and it is a testament to how um, absolutely insane that I am, that this is probably the strongest, the closest thing to a commitment that I have actually ever had in my entire life. <laughs> I have been more faithful to you, Ian, than I have to most people. I'm gonna go off a shower. Okay. Can I come? No. <laughs> But anyway, for those of you who have been with us since the uh, first podcast... Why the fuck aren't you emailing? <laughs> there's that too. But uh, no, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for sticking with us. It has been one year. One year since uh, Ian and myself sat down had a fate, uh, had on a fateful day and talked about The Dark Knight to the extent where we felt that we actually for needed... For four and a half hours, We, we felt that we needed to start a podcast just so we could keep talking about The Dark Knight. And, exactly. we, actually, and we actually did. One year, we're still talking about The Dark Knight. I got some news on that. <laughs> Oh god, I think like uh, for the first 10 it, at the very least, yeah. we couldn't go through a podcast. But we, we stopped that. And then we started talking about Watchmen. Uh, but no, I think even at the beginning we were already like preparing for Watchmen. Already throwing little Watchmen tidbits in there. Then the movie comes out and I'm in a different country and then you know you you know you like uh, you got you got to see a blurry blue co- blurry <laughs> a blurry blue cock with um, <laughs> save that with fi- save that five <laughs> times really fast blurry blue cock <laughs> plus where the whole pivotal scene on Mars went into German for ten minutes luckily I know German and I know the book so I was mm-hmm. like aha so that's what he's saying there I, I reckon the projectionist at the theater must have been uh, having a bit of a laugh <laughs> yes yes the see, projectionist yes not the other the word beginning blurry with blue cock actually put it was on the big screen as you as you well know having seen the movie. Hmm. Big screen here. Oh, and I've seen the, the the DVD copy, and yes, the block is the cock is a lot less fuzzy in the normal version. I saw it in Singapore, so I got a really good, really good, uh, really. <laughs> I got a really good view of Billy Crudup's cock. <laughs> it was well, all digital, of course. Now, now that uh, you know, like many moons have passed since that uh, that fateful day in early March. I can uh, safely say that there were some fucking annoying people in the audience. There were, <laughs> there were these, there were obviously these, uh, these Singaporean teenage kids, right? Teenage who obviously do not know the source material. The kind of idiot to go to the cinema with no movie in mind and say, let's go see like, that. Yeah, let's go see that, you know. Uh, How bad can it be? Yeah. It's a comic book, must be good. Yeah. But uh, you could tell that these guys had no idea about, Alan, about Alan Moore's book because after the movie was over, I had to stay, I was in the fucking elevator with these people and they were annoying the shit out of me. I so desperately just wanted to like- What is the blue guy? Well, at first they were like, oh yeah, the fuck guy, the blue guy, you can see his dick. You can see his dick, man. And then one of them was like, but what's that, what's that fella's problem, the Roshan? Roshan, that Roshan fella, what's Roshan. I'm talking about Rorschach. It's like the Russian. It's like, what is he Indian? And I was like, Jesus, seriously? You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm what dead. is Russian? Got was... journal. The comedian died tonight. Yeah, Russian journal. All you smooth talkers. <laughs> this city is going to cry for saving, and I will not be saving it. No, no, no. No, no. I won't be saving you. I'll say no. <laughs> Take it and go. Take it and go. Take it and go. Take your field and go. <laughs> it's white. White. White did it. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna burn it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, anyway, thank you for the memories. Thank you for the year. Hopefully, uh, we'll keep this thing going along. And eventually, I'll finish the website. And hopefully, we'll actually get to some news. Yeah. Speaking of news, um, news yes. uh, we talked about the, uh, the footage for uh, Kick-Ass that was uh, premiered at the Comic-Con. Yeah. And stuff that has since uh, leaked onto YouTube. Uh, but uh, now all of it has, and there hasn't been any takedowns. I think, as far as I know, because they're marketing. They want to market it hard because they don't have a full distribution deal, wasn't it? Well, that's what I'm getting to uh, right now. Because that was the thing is that when they took it to Comic Con, they didn't have distribution, and Matthew Vaughn was basically it's like a art movie. Ma Matthew Vaughn. Well, it is a difficult movie to categorize in terms of genre. You know, mm. um, it's a kick-ass movie. It's kick-ass is kick-ass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now three studios are coming close to. Uh, Acquiring the film Lionsgate, Paramount, and Universal. I think Lionsgate would be a good fit. You think Lionsgate would be a good fit? Yeah. Really? I see that their key logo with a lot of trailers I'm watching recently that seem to be okay. I don't know, but Lionsgate, like, they're the guys behind the Saw movies, and um, I mean, if it's a choice between these three, I'd go with Paramount. Yeah. Paramount will market the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> Plus, we might be able to get free tickets. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We love we, Paramount. Fuck you, Fox. Because we know people who know people. Who know uh, people. Yeah, who know people. Yeah, who know people who <laughs> piss other people off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Lionsgate, I mean, like, they also did Punisher War Journal. I mean, they, they, they fucked up Punisher twice in a row. Yeah. You know, and uh, from what I understand... But that's the thing. They were yeah, involved from, from the start. This is Matthew Vaughn is fucking... I mean, the, I think we talked about it last week, the, the scene at the beginning. The Superman thing. Did you yeah, see yeah, that? No, no. I just know uh, your description of it. Yeah. That's, this is another movie where, as well, it's like, you know, I have a few movies like peppered throughout the year that I'm just like, I don't want to see any footage. Yeah. You know, like, and they actually just showed the fucking first three minutes, which is just, I don't like that. I think we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mirrors, they did that yeah. as well. Like, and don't show me in fucking 10 minutes. Show me a trailer. Exactly. Show, show me, me two trailer. trailers. Show me footage. an extended trailer. Like, like, all from the first quarter of the movie. Do not show me anything in the end of the movie. We'll get to this later on. We'll talk about Legion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, trailers. Are, a lot of trailers are doing that now. It's really pissing me off. Like even with the lovely bones, you kind of like you know shit. I think you showed me just a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I think you've blown yeah. your wad. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like if, if it's up to me, I would hope that Paramount goes with this. Because uh, Lionsgate, from what I gather, I mean, and I could be wrong, is that um, they've got good instincts, but they don't know how to market stuff. They've got really? good instincts about what about what makes a good. What makes a good product, mm. you know, and it's like they and they get behind the more sort of uh, edgy. They were Hellboy too, weren't they? Hellboy no, no, no. Um, that's Universal. You sure? Yeah. Was Lionsgate not involved in there somewhere? Um, I could have sworn it was. Might be. I don't know. I, I think I think Hellboy's Universal. Could be wrong. Got to double check. Yeah. <laughs> Fact check. Fact check. All right. But uh, so yeah, Lionsgate. And uh, while we're on to. While we're on to, while we're on comics, we might as well go into Wolverine Two. Oh yeah, there was some news about this, wasn't there? Yeah, this is uh, well, it's definitely happening, and it's definitely going to be uh, heading to the Jap uh, Japan territory. Um, I would assume they're going to be following the Frank Miller, Chris Claremont. Yeah, because it's been uh, Hugh Jackman, and who's the writer they've been missing? Christ Christopher McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie, the Academy Award, the Academy Award-winning screenwriter of *The Usual Suspects*. Yeah, and director of *Way of the Gun*. And and writer-director of *Way of the Gun*, which is a very underrated, very underseen film. I highly recommend that film. Yeah. Um, and he's he's he also um, did a script polish on the first X-Men movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. He didn't take a credit though, did he? No, he didn't take a credit because yeah. he's a stand-up guy. Kind of like should have because I was reading. <laughs> After you mentioning Way of the Gone, I was just like, I have fucking seen that. 
but I think I see it on VHS. It's that long ago. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Wikipedia and I had a whole thing about how he just was—he was trying to get a movie and he just couldn't. Yep. And then eventually he wanted to do his own thing. He didn't want studio involvement, so he couldn't get anything for ages. And then he just went to a cinema a, a producer, some guys, and said, "All right, I'll do this for no money, but just let me do this." And they said, "Fuck off." <laughs> I can't remember the name of the studio, but he, apparently he got Benicio del Toro, and after that he managed to get loads more, get, mm-hmm. it, get it going on. Mm-hmm. But I need to watch that again. Uh, he also wrote um, the last film that Brian Singer directed, Valkyrie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's got a name for himself. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, but it's like it's also it's one of these things where you know how to, you know, like uh, okay the, the best best case scenario is that he writes the whole thing and that he's the main creative voice on it yeah. you know that's not going to happen no it's going to be a yeah, script by committee yeah you know that's not going to happen I mean like probably what he's been hired to do is to come in and write the first couple of drafts yeah you know uh, David Hayter's not available exactly you know yeah, D- David's self isn't available or whatever 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 David <laughs> those fucking dates but um, I would imagine that's probably what it is I mean because that's you know he'll come in there write a couple of drafts these days, I mean, the way scripts, and are, the scripts are constantly being rewritten. I yeah. mean, like right before shooting, during shooting, yeah, during shooting, all the way to the end. Yeah. Parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, note to Sam Raimi: Don't start a movie when the script ain't finished. It's Spider-Man Three, <laughs> <laughs> Alien Three. <laughs> it don't work. Something about trees. <laughs> Other comic book news that was mentioned this week: Brett Ratner is still alive and still working. Yes, I know. So uh, he's talking about you talked to someone owes, about me, someone owes me money because that that hit I put out on him obviously <laughs> did not uh, go stick. through. You didn't get cold feet about killing a man, not huh? Brett Ratner. <laughs> well, you know you you got to be human first. <laughs> he doesn't count. Well, there was talk about him wanting Robert Pattinson for Youngblood. He's attached to do Youngblood. Yes, I know about this. How can they make that work? It's the it's all the bad excesses of comic books. All the it's the rippling Rob Liefeld art. It's just the fucking. It's, I now want it to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so because, kill. No, because the final nail. Because this way, because this way, I can take down so many people I hate in one movie. <laughs> I can take down Brett Ratner, fucking Robert Pattinson, and uh, and Rob Liefeld down in one go. Because you know the movie's gonna suck. So hard. It's gonna suck. But Alan Moore wrote for this for a while, hmm? Huh? I think I've seen package the Alan Moore's Youngblood. Yeah, no, Alan Moore went through a period there where the wilderness he, years. You know, there was a period of time you know, like you know, dude, everybody has their everybody has their dark days. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and that was Alan Moore's. <laughs> oh man, fucking Youngblood. Oh, Jesus. Didn't pray to a snake for that. I've, I've run out of things to do in between killing small animals, <laughs> sacrifices to the Lord Beelzebub. <laughs> Talent like that, he must be sucking Satan's dick. Yeah. <laughs> What's he call him? He has his own name for his little god. He calls it Dora something. Daisy or some shit like that. <laughs> I worship you, oh Daisy. I sacrificed this version to you. Daisy! Daisy! <laughs> but he has this, he's a like, petrified iguana or something, and that's, he made that his god, and he praised that, and shit happens for him. You know, and then but, he turns down money from Watchmen. You know, I mean, but I, I think, you, you know, that says something. Yeah. When you turn down... You're fucking insane! <laughs> When you turn down money from Hollywood, you must be doing somewhat all right in the financial department. All that hair has just driven him crazy. But, you know, dude, maybe, maybe he's onto something. Maybe that's what we should all do. Maybe we should kill our pets, have them, have them fucking stuffed and petrified and all that shit, and then we pray to them. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's how you achieve whatever Alan Mornis. <laughs> Black magic. Voodoo. Fucking voodoo magic, man! <laughs> um, King Willie says, not only do I have to kill you, but I have to take your soul. 
voodoo magic. I caught the, uh, it was online briefly at the beginning of the week, I caught the Iron Man 2 footage that you were mentioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I looks badass. The whole um, War Machine reveal yeah, yeah, yeah. was exactly how I imagined it. <laughs> and Whiplash does look fucking cool. Look there. Yeah, fuck it. It's Mickey Rourke, dude. I'm so happy to see Mickey Rourke back. Now all we need is Mickey Rourke and Eric Roberts. <sighs> it's okay. Are they not in the, they, they are, you said this last week. They're in The Expendables. Yeah. Both of them are in The Expendables. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're both in The Expendables. Uh, but uh, bef- prior to that, the last the you want a buddy team up i want a buddy team up movie i want a buddy team up movie i want i want like a you know the pope of greenwich village uh, fucking chemistry to, to come back in the movie spun i tweeted about this in the movie spun they share one scene together yeah. the two of them just talking <laughs> talking shit you know and it's just like awesome well there's always hope for dead or alive too Eric roberts is in that they can get he's been in the wrestler he's got the moves it's like best of the best seven or something dead or alive is a fucking retarded movie have you seen it no. Eric Roberts gets magic sunglasses that get all the powers from all the other fighters and channel them into himself. <laughs> and they're fucking sunglasses. They're Ray-Bans. He's a magic pair of Ray-Bans. It's not like there's some like technological thing with nanomachines in his brain. They're, like they're the, a pair of Ray-Bans. They're like the, uh, the They Live Ray-Bans? Kind of, only they make him a kick-ass martial artist. And he beats up, um, what's her name? Kiss Kiss, Australian bird, singer. Oh, what, uh, uh, uh Holly... Holly Valance. Holly Valance, awesome! He kicks the shit out of Holly Valance and uh, Devin Aoki. Really? Mm. Holy shit! It's really him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the camera. It's Eric Roberts. The camera pulls back. You can see him doing all this shit. Some of it. It's a lot of wire work and <laughs> a lot of effects. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. This is the one with uh, Deon Oki or whatever yeah. your name is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the first time I watched that movie, a friend of mine put it on, and he was fast forwarding all the dialogue <laughs> just to get to the fight scenes. No, I remember I saw. And it, it was great. And then I watched it again later, and he was right. You should have just fast forwarded the dialogue scenes. I know, I remember I saw the trailer for it, it's that, that retarded scene in the bath where she's naked and like... Fighting the guys? Yeah, you know, she's, she's like, like hey, can you do me out? Yeah, can you do me out? Like, That's where she, she catches the ground <laughs> while fighting people. Grateful little bastard. <laughs> but one thing I was unable to, I think you mentioned, my message last week was what, whether Rhodey is friend or foe in this movie, whether War Machine is going to be against Stark or with Stark, because that scene in the congressional hearing, mm-hmm. It's like Stark seems to be talking like Rhodey's turning up to support him, but Rhodey's like a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does look like there is a little bit of conflict there. Yeah. And uh, John Favreau also um, uh, just dropped this little thing in an interview, like saying that, you know, who is uh, War Machine shooting at? Yeah. Could very well be Tony Stark. So it's like that whole thing. It's cool, dude. Because I mean, they had that in the first one as well, where it's like, what are you doing, Tom? You know, the whole thing. He's for the military. He wants, I mean, he's a military man. You know, I mean, like, it's very possible that he just, like, gets in the way because maybe, like, Tony Stark gets out of control. Like, maybe he has to, like, break the law or something to, to, to do something or whatever. And yeah. Rhodey being the straight arrow is like, you know, not this time, baby. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Never time. Shit. I'll tell you who hates that footage. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. He just like, sits at home at night watching that and crying. Fuck. Weeping in the corner. Oh, son of a bitch. God. Crash. Fuck you, Don Channel. Crash seemed like such a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you um, did you hear about uh, Edward James Olmos? No. Uh, having pos- uh, having a role in the Green Hornet. Oh, I did see something on this. All right, yeah. I don't know. The Green Hornet is just. So was Eddie of- James Olmos and someone else was mentioned, wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, right. Jay Chow was announced as um, Cato. Yeah, we we had that last week. Yeah. Someone else with Edward, Edward James Olmos that would have me surprised. Uh, Cameron Diaz and Nicolas Cage. Cameron Diaz, yeah, that was it. Nicolas Cage, mm, this, of course. This movie is, uh, I mean, I don't know, this movie... Needs to start and fucking finish so we can watch it. it it's it, been going on for too long. It's its just the strangest cast. Yeah. 
you know, a comic book property starring Seth Rogen, Nicolas Cage, Cameron Diaz. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Robert, no, Robert De Niro's in Machete. Yeah, yeah. Edward James Olmos, directed by the director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I mean, it's just like, what Shit the just f- got real. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Big hands, we talked about that last week. His hat is oversized. Yeah, his hat's oversized. <laughs> Kato's chop sucky moves will be like... <laughs> Oh god. The science of sleep. Uh, we had a bit of follow on G.I. Joe news, just kind of cool marketing stuff and things that I just like geeked out over. One was the G.I. Joe Nikes. Did you mm-hmm. see this? Um, I see, yeah, I saw them at the con. They look yeah. retarded. They're the, they're the old school kind of 1980s Nikes. The actual Storm Shadow ones look a bit like Marty McFly shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're selling those soon, I think, aren't they? But like you got Cobra, they only have they only have Cobra ones. You have a Cobra Commander set, a Storm Shadow set, and you've got the Destro set. And of course, I like the Destro set. Nice bit of black and silver in there. I like the Destro. I mean, like I like the Destro set. I like the Cobra Commander set. But it's just, I mean, they think they did Transformers ones as well. Oh, that's I meant to mention you a while ago. They actually have a tie-in pair of runners for nine. Yes, yes, I know about this. The, the little canvas yeah, converse. Yeah. And they look pretty damn they look cool. Just like the toys. I know, they, I know. They, they got, I haven't seen to- made another toys. They look like the little men from the movie. I know. The toys are those going to be awesome little beanbag toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, like uh, the nine visually, it's got the perfect look for merchandise. Even. Yeah. It can translate. But those eyes are kind of sharp objects, children of the three. New, new. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this whole shoe tie-in thing with movie. Transformers and Nike did the same. It's just insane. I don't know. It depends on it depends on my mood. Sometimes I like them. Sometimes I don't. Like I'm looking at the Cobra Tron sneakers. <laughs> it's like Tron. Hey, the Tron sneakers are awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I They're you. fucking awesome. I saw you wearing them. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, right now, I mean, the Cobra Commander sneakers. Looking at them right now, they look like they might go pretty well with the right fitting black pants. Yeah. <laughs> And a ghetto blaster. There you go. And some chains. <laughs> the other bit of G.I. Joe news was just a very cool piece of viral stuff. I don't think we mentioned before Funny or Die. It's a website that felt well, the biggest. It got the biggest buzz from when Will Ferrell was on there. They had this landlord sketch. It's kind of like just like a little Saturday Night Live. They just do little sketches kind of thing. And they have this baby Pearl. I don't with, know who the, the fuck she with is. With the little girl, like fucking like, where's my fucking rent? Where's my money? I'm gonna fuck you up. And he's like, what are you, why are you being so angry? And it's this little two-year-old beautiful little child going, I want my money, I'm gonna fuck you up. It's fucking hilarious. There's another one called Good Cop, Baby Cop, which is the same. But for the G.I. Joe thing, I don't know how they pull these things together. I just don't know the people that have had it, but they have uh, the ballad of G.I. Joe, the song, uh, song about what they all do in their off time, but the cast they've got for this is insane. Billy Crudup as Zartan, Vinnie Jones as Destro, Olivia Wilde from House of the Baroness, Alan Tudyk from Firefly and uh, Dollhouse as Shipwreck, Henry Rollins as the Duke, and Joanne, uh, Julianne Moore as Scarlet. That one fucked me up. I was like, holy shit, she'd be perfect. G.I. <laughs> Joe, the next, you know, the later years, she'd be fucking perfect for that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty funny, you should definitely check it out. It's on Funny or Die. If you have any love for the toys at all, you'll love watching Shipwreck crying over watching season one of the young Wonder Years. Did you uh, find out about this? Um, did you read about this uh, documentary about John Hughes that's uh, been picked up after after the, after his death? Yeah, I did see a little bit about that. All right. It's uh, it's called. It sounds pretty interesting. It's called "Don't You Forget About Me," and. Um, <laughs> Yes, which I'm is... I'm holding my ghetto blaster above my head. Which is, yes, the Simple Mind song. Yes. And um, it's, it takes a look at uh, the life and work of uh, John Hughes. And um, it's uh, done by Matt Austin Sadowski. And uh, he's uh, an actor who's best known for his role uh, in uh, <clears throat> uh, Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. He's uh, a producer, isn't he? 
Uh, he's the. Uh, or he's championing it right now. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, he's like saying, I'm really happy that my movie's getting all this attention because prior to this, no he's one gave a fuck. You know, like, uh, and he's gonna die to make money. He's like, I'm happy the movie's getting all the attention. It just kind of sucks that uh, John Hughes had to die. Yeah. For it to get this attention. Yeah. It's uh, but bad. it's um, it's basically um, it's a 75 minute um, Roger and me like road trip, um, in which he and his uh, producers, uh, three other guys head to uh, suburban Illinois in their van to try and find the very reclusive John Hughes. Oh, right. And uh, he, get, he manages to score like uh, interviews with quite a few people who worked with him. Like he's got interviews with Ali Sheedy, Judd Nelson, Mia Sara, Kelly LeBrock, and uh, Andrew McCarthy. No Molly Ringwald? Molly Ringwald? No, she refused to. But uh, did, you, uh, did you see that, that thing I posted on Twitter about that uh, tribute she wrote to John Hughes? I didn't see that, no. Uh, it's, it's cool you should check it out I think like if you were to google it you'd find it it was this uh, thing that came up I think in I think USA Today I might, might have that wrong there was a cool thing that I saw as well which was on someone's blog and it was someone who as a 16 year old had written a letter to him mm-hmm. and she corresponded with him or he'd corresponded with her and oh, yeah. over the course of the years as she grew into an adult as well like, and then she was working on some advertising stuff and she sent it to him and she hadn't heard back and she was getting quite worried and she wrote to the producer and like they had a lot it wasn't the stalker thing it was just, like he was replying to her and like it, it was really nice, the whole fucking thing. It was like, you know, big Hollywood guy, fucking mm-hmm. just writing to a 16-year-old girl, and, you know, she's talking about how the movies have spoken to her, and he's getting her. Some of the producers even said that he would say, Alison, you know, Alison wouldn't like this or kind of thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He actually was using her in the, the stuff, so yeah. it was a really nice tribute to the man. Very, very nice. So, I mean, you can find that. It was on a couple of, I think it was on Ain't It Cool that had it linked off to it. It was quite nice. We should we should amend them um, on Monday after last week's podcast. They noticed that uh, Johnny Hughes, one time, um, McYatton Fry's correspondent. Yes, he did put up on his Facebook that you know I'm not that one. I'm not dead. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just to clarify, um, Johnny Hughes in Ireland. Yeah. Is he in Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. Johnny the comedian. He's a, yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah. 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 He's he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. It's um. He's it's got a bit the, of a cough. It's the um. It's the far more superior John Hughes that uh, has left us. Better than spirit. <laughs> what was it? Not better than spirit. Marginally better. Marginally better. Than, marginally than better than. Yes, his movies are marginally better than the spirit. Yeah. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> and they managed to be that good without having Ryan Reynolds in them. Yeah. <laughs> the De Niro of his generation. generation. <laughs> Actually, in the you know in this in this year long anniversary, we should mention like the people who have helped us along the way, like uh, Chiran as well. Chiran as well. Who's uh, Chiran's also been good for a laugh. He's always like still kind of keen. Like every time I bring it up, he's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, Sunday? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. Need, I mean, I do like the round tables. We that with the four of us for the yeah. year review. When we get to the end of this year, we'll have to drag in some more people because it is quite fun to do that the multiple people talking over each other and not getting it <laughs> yeah that uh, well, yeah, it can be a bit annoying sometimes <laughs> yeah but it's my show damn it it's my show look no look look uh, well, why is he even here <laughs> but uh yeah i think it definitely would have been like that if cheering to join us for the gi joe review because mm-hmm. he hated it no no he hasn't seen it yet oh. but I, I he asked me like describe it to me so i described it to him and he, and he just looked at me and went fuck this movie <laughs> You know what? Fuck that movie. Fucking fuck Stephen Summers. <laughs> <laughs> and even I couldn't bring myself to say that after Mummy Three. Speaking of bad taste, have you heard about the fucked up shit with the Michael Jackson rehearsal footage? What they're doing with it? No. Uh, you know about the his rehearsal footage, right? Like yeah. uh, for the for the, the, the the this is it. Ow! My spine. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what? fucked up, man. Well, That's fucked up. He's <laughs> I mean, he signed up for like a year worth of gigs and he was 50. Okay, but this is um, in severely bad taste. Sony Pictures 
uh, have paid $60 million to uh, the concert, concert producer AEG and the singer's estate for rights to turn the footage into a movie. Fuck. They're going to release his fucking rehearsal footage and charge people to go see it. When are you going to get the autopsy? Michael Jackson 2. The autopsy. <laughs> Um, they yep. still haven't resolved exactly what happened. There's been I've been reading stuff about uh, his doctor and shit like that. There's been a, like uh, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt on the internet about what the fuck was going on. The painkillers. Yeah, I know. Was I don't know. It's it's all kinds of fucked up. I think it's you know it's it's going to be just one of those things. Why did you put a picture of him in there? Because um, I wanted the heading. So I scanned. <laughs> It's Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> but uh, basically, yeah, they're going to release a movie featuring the behind-the-scenes and rehearsal footage from the preparation of of the of uh, Michael Jackson's This Is It concert series that was set to go off in London. Some talking heads shit talking about how amazing he is. And it's going to be released uh, on my birthday, <laughs> October 30th. Really? Yep. Fuck. Yep. They nah, that's ghoulish. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, they'll... Uh, Who is it? What's the, which is the company? Sony, is it? Mm-hmm. Sony. Yeah. And they're probably gonna tie it into like the rest of his shit, probably. Yeah. No. I mean, they're gonna. Uh, no. If they have the kids in there, that's it. They're gonna <laughs> hell. Fuck off. Leave them alone. There was something about a close friend of his donating sperm, and supposedly he's the yeah, father yeah, of the kid. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's all, all sorts of fucked up. It's I, mean, all I don't even want to have that conversation on this. It's weird. No, I mean, we're yeah. a quality podcast. We're not a tabloid podcast. That's right. Lego the movie. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to report this because it's like there's no news. They're making a movie about Lego. No, but this is this. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm happy about this. Why? This is ridiculous. Is it going to be? Uh, did I say it's going to mix a live action and like and animation? Huh? I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even like. I really know what's going on. I just know that they're doing Lego the movie, and to me, that's just so, so retarded. That it's one of those things that it's so stupid. It's 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 ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. How? How can one man with a touchable head and detachable hands change his life? <laughs> no, but dude, I'm gonna get messed up. I'm gonna get so messed up and see this movie. Deep night showing, here we come. It'll be like, I'll be like freaking out. The Lego! The Lego's coming for me! <laughs> <laughs> I have heard, I think it said in some of the news articles as well, they tried to get a Lego movie off the ground before, but actually the, Dan- <laughs> the company, the, was it Danish or Swedish company who owned it, were like, no, this idea is fucking retarded. <laughs> It's Lego. I mean, we, we were pushing it with Legoland and Legoland 2, but no. But uh, have you played the Lego games, like mm-hmm. the, the computer games? Are they cool? The Lego, the, the Lego Star Wars is genius because what they haven't done is they've animated the characters in that, you know, their hands are not very poseable. Yeah. So the plastic, you know, bends and twitches when they're acting and stuff like that. I haven't seen any Lego Indiana Jones or Lego Batman, but Lego Star Wars, there's the Empire, when they get to the Empire Strikes Back scene when Vader has to say, I am your father, mm-hmm. they haven't done any lip syncing. There's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Vader just whips out a Polaroid of himself in the Vader gear, Amidala, and baby Luke. Mm-hmm. And Luke's like, <laughs> but they just have all the scenes are animated with the Lego. And it's just all, I mean, you can get to be Boba Fett and fly around the place, you get to be Luke and use your lightsaber. And when you hit, use the lightsaber, you can actually, if you time it right, you can knock back the laser blasts. But I mean, they're lovingly done. They're absolutely, all the love in the world goes into those games. They're getting a bit uh, tame now since they did Lego Indiana Jones and Lego Batman. Lego Batman, there was some cool things in it, but they're not pushing the envelope anymore. It's just they're kind of the same thing over and over again. And it's a kid's game, you can't die, so you can just play it. It's just like relaxing. I don't know. I mean, like, the thing that kind of gets me a little excited about this is that um, uh, it's like there's nothing, no word on the plot. Yeah. But uh, according to Variety, uh, Warner Brothers 
you know, like who's doing the Lego movie, they already have a link with, um, you know, they own the video games studio that makes the Lego Star Wars and mm -hmm. the Lego Batman. Yeah. So like this, and then they just threw this out there. It's like, maybe this is their sneaky way to make a third Bat Adventure on the cheap. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, Lego Batman, big screen, I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so fucking there. I'm gonna get wasted. Because <laughs> you won't have, Lego Batman. <laughs> Rachel! us out! <laughs> Take me to base! Take me to base! Come on, there. There's a low, uh, lot of. Uh, speaking of Batman, speaking of Superman, DC comic things, um, there's more updates on the legal suit with Superman this week. Uh, yeah, I, I, I briefly saw that. Apparently, the judges awarded the Seagulls. Uh, they now control depictions of Superman's origins from Planet Krypton, his parents, Jorah and Laura. Uh, Superman is the infant Kal-El, the launching of the infant Superman into space by his parents as Krypton explodes and landing on Earth in a fiery crash. So, if Warner Bros. want to do anything with it, they have to run it by them, and maybe you have to pay them. So, there was scuttlebutt on the internet again about saying, maybe this will be their, their big chance to reboot everything and just ditch all that crap. <laughs> Kryptonite still belongs to DC. And Lex Luthor. Okay. But, um, these, they, they, I mean... They don't, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a windfall for them because you don't need to see the fucking origin anymore. No. We know everyone on the planet. I mean, the Superman logo is more recognized than fucking cro the, the, the Christian cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think it's sec I think it's third after Mickey Mouse. You know, the Christian cross, I mean, you know, not everyone recognizes it. Mm. I look at the Christian cross and to this day I still think George Michael's earring in the, uh, on the, the Faith album cover. <laughs> Do you remember the, you remember the cover, right? That oh, yeah, big yeah, fucking yeah. cross. Not gay. No, no, not, not gay at all. Not them. No, no, no. no, no, no. Not gay at all. Because man, man. Dude, it's our own damn fault. You go back and watch the Wham! videos. <laughs> Wake me up before you go, go. When was the last time you saw a straight person wear a t-shirt that says, Choose life? <laughs> I used to have a Choose Life t-shirt from Trainspotting. Trainspotting? No, that's different. That doesn't count. That's, I like... That's I'm, choose I'm, choose I'm, matching I'm, fucking logo. Choose a big know, fucking television. You know, that that's like in small font. You know, like, I'm talking choose life in like, we are the world type font. You Thank know? you says relax type font. You know, like, I am, I know, I suck cock font. Yes, <laughs> 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 uh, stroke the balls, work the shaft. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Jesus, man. Yeah! And this is why we're rated explicit on iTunes. <laughs> Every once in a while. Tourette's. I'm like Anne Full Hedge. body Tourette's. Full body Tourette's. <laughs> Crank 2. Awesome movie. There's another good trailer come out this week for the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. An actual proper trailer. The only previously they had like some featurette stuff, which was all the acting. Have you seen this? Uh, nope. They had um, a lot of scenes of like, with drama and explain the plot. Thousands of years ago, Dr. Panassus made a deal with the devil, and then upturns Tom fucking Waits. If you're going to do the trailer voice, like, you're speaking to the mic. No, I can't. <clears throat> I'm not going to. I'm okay. done. You're not going to? I'm done. Okay. I'm he's, done. Not, he's not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. All right. But, uh, I'll do it later. But um, it shows a lot more of the plot. Parnassus, once he, if he Parnassus can live forever as long as he doesn't, as long as any kid he has, any female child he has, once he gets to 16, he has to hand it over to the devil, Tom Waits. And uh, it shows how. The Heath Ledger, uh, Col uh, Colin Carroll, Jude Law, Jude Law and Johnny Depp thing works. And it, it is like, you know, Heath Ledger's insane in this thing because he's part of the show, the Dr. Panos! And uh, they show, they have a lot of the effects worked on now. And so the Imaginarium is a mirror you walk through. And as you know, Heath Ledger always wears this kind of long, snouted mask, like yep. a labyrinth esque yep. Jared style mask. Yep. And when he walks through the mirror, then he takes it off and he's the other guys. 
I see, I see. Because the mirror, you know, it happened to somebody else as part of the plot already before he died that some guy went through the mirror chasing after the girl, fell down to a puddle, and he got up, his face was different. Mm. So they already have that set up in it. But um, they show some of the worlds that he goes into, and one is like a candy land. It's like insane. It looks like, you know, he's like stepping on biscuits, and there's like. Um, that shit you get at Christmas in the US, candy canes and shit like that all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, the visual side of it looks amazing now because I thought it was all going to be just a little more muted, but now they've done put that stuff in and shown you a bit more of the plot. Mm-hmm. It does look cool, and he Ledger's trying to save the daughter from the devil for some reason, and Christopher Plummer is Dr. Parnassus himself, and mm-hmm. it's got me stoked for it. Cool. No, that, that sounds good. How does, uh, how does Heath Ledger look? He looks great. Looks great. He's wearing the mask most of the time. He looks. He looks cool. And like, and uh, I mean, some of the scenes are Dali-esque in their, you know, no, yeah, that, that's what I, that's that's what I've uh, that's what I've um, no- noticed through like some of the stills that I've been looking at and some of the things that I've read. Yeah. So I mean, that's really warm me uh, warm me up to it. Cool. No, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm I need I need to see a good Terry, Terry Gilliam, Gilliam, movie. Gilliam movie again. You know. Yeah. You need, like, I, I still haven't seen Tideland. I still haven't seen Tideland Tideland either. And. and on, in theory, it sounds like the kind of movie that I'd be dying to see. Like, yeah, you know, it's a Terry Gilliam joint. I know, but it's like I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, Jesus, Kitty <laughs> Fields, what's going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. what's going on? No, I want, I want some more of the, um, I want some more Fisher King, Fisher King, uh, Twelve Monkeys type Terry Gilliam to come yeah. back. Give me something that's a cross between the Fisher King and Twelve Monkeys, and I'll die a happy man. Yeah. Quint, did you hear about Quentin Tarantino like uh, talking again? He's starting to piss me off, man. Like talking again. Starting. Yeah, like he's pissing me off even more. It's like you know, first death proof. Now this. What's he it, saying? Uh, Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair. Have What's you have that? you heard about this? No, I've never heard this at all. Well, for a long time now, he's been threatening to do this massive, uh, big box DVD release, uh-huh. uh, incorporating the um, the uh, the an- all these different anime bits into it and all that, uh, like doing new anime stuff and all that. Um, just. And, uh, like George Lucasizing it. Yeah, and having like a little bit of um, the pre- the prequel about uh, you know like a the Bill relationship. shot first. Yeah, the relationship with Bill. But uh, there's just a little quote here. It's like when I'm through with this, meaning bastards. Do probably. When I'm when I'm through with this. When I'm through with this, I can I can finish the the final kill Bill the whole bloody affair. Um, he says I need to quote I need to do one thing with it though. I'm not going to monkey around with the movie itself, but we've actually done a whole new section for the anime as the last thing we added. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote a much longer script for the anime section during Oren's revenge chapter. Uh-huh. Remember the guy with the long hair that kills her father? Uh-huh. It's like, what happened to that dude? Well, I wrote it, and it was the biggest, most elaborate thing I wrote, which, was, which was her taking him down. And I says, uh, this was when I thought Kill Bill was going to be one movie. So already I thought a 20-minute anime scene may not be the wisest move. So we didn't have we didn't have them do it. So they were relieved that we didn't have to do it because it was so big. It was Studio IG, wasn't it? Yeah, but I actually showed it to uh, Harvey, Weinst- Harvey Weinstein. I had the whole script written out, shot for shot, what it would be like. And I said, Harvey, this literally would make it complete. This is everything I came up with and wrote when I wrote it. So the Studio IG just did it, and I just need to work with them a little bit and go over it with them, and that'll do once this is officially behind me. Again, meaning Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. But he's been threatening to do this for like ages and ages. Just make new movies, Quentin. You haven't done enough in your career. Just keep going. Motor on through. Uh, There's a lot of fucking trailers this week. Um, Did you see the trailer for The Fourth Kind? No. Mili Jojevic. It looks like not a Shaker Camp style Blair Witch, but a UFO kind of theme wise. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's like it starts off with this woman speaking and her face is blurred out. And then Mila Jojevic turns up saying, I'm playing this character. And this is the story that happened in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And it's about, she's a therapist. 
they have all the everyone a lot of people in the town are having these dreams about an owl and it's only when they're in the hypnosis that they realize it's not an owl they're fucking being abducted because the the fourth kind is it's close encounters of the fourth kind mm -hmm. the first is sighting the second is evidence the third is meet uh, you know uh, first contact and the fourth is abduction and uh, this looks creepy as hell does it yeah it looks pretty fucked up there's the whole load of nasty shit going on and uh, from what I saw of, uh, writing about it on the net as well they were saying like they don't know whether it's a marketing campaign or whether if you look into it the shit kind of it's based on a true story oh right and it's this Alaskan town that has like way more abduction um, cases like you know mental cases than, it sh than any other town anywhere and this owl is not an owl because the eye they show a cool shot of the eyes extending and the head kind of coming in behind it it's your typical grey mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh She's like all skeptical and shit until it happens to her. Uh. But it looks nice and creepy. It's no Mothman pro prophecies. It's kind of a, it's a creepy horror movie by the looks of things. Cool. So that looks one to look out for. I haven't seen that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, all the trailers we had, we had the Legion Red Band trailer. Yes. <laughs> we mentioned this last week, I think. Uh, Comic -Con we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, it was during the Comic-Con thing. Because you saw the footage there, right? I saw the footage there. And was, it was it the Red Band or was it the Apple copy? Uh, Red Band. Saw the footage there and um, and uh, also went went for the panel. Um, I, it, it, it looks like a fucking kick-ass intense movie. Yeah. But um, again, like uh, it's one of these trailers where you feel you might have seen a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking one character popping. Yeah. I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. But uh, Charles S. Dutton's in it. And he's like just seems awesome in it. Yeah. And I mean, the little there's the a scene in it where it's basically the angel Michael mm -hmm. comes down to Earth to protect the baby because the rest of the angels are gods pissed off with humans because of all the shit we do and he's going to just wipe it clean it's not about it's extermination that's Christian Bale not Paul Bettany no uh, <laughs> but uh, Paul Bettany looks cool and brooding Dennis Quaid Charles S. Dutton the granny scene there's a granny in there yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. how long are you alone he's like oh that should be due soon oh well the baby's gonna burn <laughs> you're all going to fucking burn and this is the little <laughs> granny and then she jumps up on the roof and starts spider crawling around shit what the fuck <laughs> I'm like now what? <laughs> and then like you see the Doug Jones bit in the beginning. Yes, that yeah, is pretty man. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm not sure about because it has the, the the trailer has the heavenly host coming down with their black fucking wings. It has Kevin Durant doing wing fu. Yeah, which yeah. looks cool. I've never seen an angel fight with his wings before. I want to see that. I want to see Kevin Durant knock shit around as the angel Gabriel. But it has the heavenly host. But it also seems to have when it says they're coming people possessed kind of thing yeah they're kind of shaky thing yeah 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 which yeah. is creepy looking but it's 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 and they're, they're holed up in a place called paradise falls <laughs> no it looks it looks awesome um i don't know it, it is coming out in january and january is quite can, can be seen is seen sometimes as a dumping, dumping ground yeah. um for shitty products but but i think i mean eventually they're going to realize this i mean something's happened uh, to kick it into the video game industry um the Transformers 2 of the video game industry, uh, Modern Warfare 2 is coming out, I think it's September, October. Mm -hmm. And everyone's just moved around it. Usually there's a glut of films at Christmas, and they just. Re it's also been a combination of that and also a combination of Tim Little Timmy's only going to get two games for Christmas. Right. So if we release. If, if everyone releases. If there's 40 out there, 40 brand new, big fucking. 3 million budget games out there, they're not all going to make their money back. And so people are now getting out of the way of modern combat, but they're moving into different times of the year. Cinemas have to do that too. I mean, you got the, you may bank the holiday weekend, your what's the your Labor Day weekends, all those kind of things have in the states. Yeah, they yeah. can only support so, so many, many movies. movies yeah. It's like you have your big fucking Transformers two, whatever GI Joe, and then you have your rom com, the backup. Yeah. In case the girlfriend the, the, doesn't want to see the big explosion. The, the counter programming whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, spread it out. There's no reason why not to. People will, if it's a good movie, people will go all year. I mean, maybe in the US it drives the marketing drives it, but that everyone goes Labor Day weekend because they're all out there. 
the movies no. are on. No, I mean, I, if they I, were on earlier, people would go. I know. I mean, I, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, a good movie is a good movie. It's just like because we're so jaded and cynical because of shit that we've like uh, have to sit through, you know, like heard and learnt over the years. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But it does look badass. It does look like a really intense movie. Yeah. And it's Angels nice and to see. It's nice bombs. to yeah. It's nice to see Paul Bettany in a role like that. Yeah. He's just been a hard ass. On the in the panel, he said um, the director said like it's it's really funny. I was like I, I was in the RSC, but this is the re- movies like this are the reason I became an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get to fire off guns. <laughs> Another trailer come out. Is, I don't know how budget, how low budget this is, but trailer for suck. You heard this? No. It's a vampire movie, but it's about a band who are struggling. They've been gone for a while. It's not making it big. And then one of them accidentally becomes a vampire. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them become vampires then by the looks of things. Suck. No, this totally passed me by. So um, it, the, the, the trailer is more of a vid- music video than an actual trailer. I mean, it, that's one thing it speaks to its kind of amateurish origins. You know what I mean? The editing isn't fantastic on this trailer. And the music doesn't quite fit what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it has Alice Cooper, Malcolm McDowell, Moby... Iggy Pop and Haley Rollins in it. Right. So, and uh, Iggy Pop is one of the best lines of the trailer. He's like, hey man, I learned two things on there. All my years of being on the road, I learned two things. Always use a countdown. Never trust a vampire. <laughs> so, I mean, this looks cool. They like It's the whole rags to riches thing, but they're also rags to blood. And there's a scene of, I think it's the drummer or something like that, sitting in the bathroom. He's like, you're my friend. <laughs> and just like, just looks fucked up. It could be it could be very cool. It could be a nice little indie darling, but um, we'll need to see another trailer before we can do because this one's not very well put together. Right? Did you see the trailer for uh, Law Abiding Citizen? Yes, I did. <laughs> looks pretty cool. It looks very. I was watching it. and I was going, "All right, it's another man wrong doing." Sh- oh, hang on, he's fucking James Bond. <laughs> it's Jared Butler and Jamie Fox. Uh, Jared Butler loses his wife and kid in a um, home invasion, mm-hmm. and because the guys who perpetrated it can rat out some huge crime lord, they yeah, they get basically off. like get a deal and they get off. And uh, Jamie Fox is the uh, attorney that uh, gets the deal done. And then Jared- and so it's going that route of just you know paparazzi style. That what was the paparazzi was the movie, wasn't it? Which one, paparazzi with um, Cole Hauser? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going that route of just one man doing stuff, but then it's like you sh- the trailer shows him torturing the two guys and then getting locked up, mm-hmm. and then it's all of a sudden it's like, no, it, no, you, yeah. you, shit you, still goes you on. You gotta let me out. Why? Because people will continue to die yeah. unless you do. And there's that art. You should gotta you should cancel your meeting with the judge, your lunchtime meeting with the judge. What? And then the phone rings and they show shit and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. bodies keep turning up and he's just like he's the wrong guy to piss off basically but again also you do feel that they gave away one plot point too many I don't know I mean again from what I think from what I've taken from the trailer is that, that, that him getting captured is maybe the first 20 minutes of the movie and it's more a seven style thing than an actual the machinations of what he's doing are not so important as the the interplay between himself mm-hmm. and Fox and what happens while they're trying to stop him but I mean, it looked like it looked like, and it starts off like paparazzi and turns into. I, I hope and that's I, what it I is hope because it looks good. I hope that's what it is because otherwise, you know, it's like if they kept that thing, if they stretch it out, yeah, then you kind of be. Stupid. There's a mention in there, I think, as well of like secret, you know, CIA funds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, so he is like. He is connected. Like they look like they pissed off like an ordinary Joe show soap, but he's fucking. He's like yeah. Rambo in disguise, pretty much. Frank Darabont was uh, originally supposed to direct this, but he walked away walked away from it because yeah. of creative differences. Yeah, so now it's being directed by F. Gary Gray. There was another... The director of Friday. <laughs> You've been knocked the fuck out! <laughs> big worm, more like big purr. 
There was uh, something else as well about creative differences. Uh, the Marley documentary. Do you remember this? The Marley documentary? They were making a Bob Marley documentary to oh. coincide with his 65th birthday on the February 6th. I thought they were making a documentary about the dog. Marley <laughs> and me. You weren't thinking Mar <laughs> Jacob Marley from... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was it called? A Christmas Carol. <laughs> the biopic. How he got to be in chains in the afterlife. <laughs> but Johnny the De Jonathan Dems left. Oh, really? Apparently he handed in edits and the uh, producer, Steve Bing, was not happy with the first round of editing. So this is the second person who's left because uh, it's, it's a documentary, so it's mostly concert footage and stuff like that. But Dem took over from, originally took over from Martin Scorsese. And yeah. he left the, part, the project last May because of scheduling conflicts, not creative differences. Either way, they it's didn't like him. <laughs> So it's like, you know, you know, Scorsese's not doing it for you. Yeah. Jonathan Demme's not doing it for you. Brett Ratner's the man to call. That's what I'm saying. He'll get it done. <laughs> but where do you go after that? Yeah. You know? It's Brett Ratner. No, no, wait. Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> Francis uh, Ford Coppola. Scorsese did shine the light, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the Stones no, one. I haven't, watched, I haven't seen that yet. But. I haven't seen it either. I heard uh, it was, uh, I mean, reviews were kind of... Popcorn! Yeah! Reviews were kind of uh, sort of on the fence, you know, it's like they're really? saying it's like it's good, but it should have been great. Really? That no, was the, it's it, because of Scorsese name. Mm-hmm. That's the general consensus. Uh, some images as well leaked out this week, you can Google them. I, Frankenstein, you heard about I think we might have mentioned something mm -hmm. about this a long time ago. Yeah, quite some time ago. Because I remember talking did. about Patrick Titopoulos. He did the uh, designs for Stargate, the Aliens for uh, Independence Day. Independence Day, and um, also... I think he's directed something already, because he was looking to move into directing. He directed oh. Underworld 3. Underworld 3. Yeah. Rise of the Lycans. Are we men? Or are we Lycans? I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I can't... I... Immediately after he says that, you go, Dude, you were David Frost. I know. <laughs> Michael Sheen in that movie is just, it's just weird. It's mm. weird to see him after playing Tony Blair and after... After him playing, burying his chest, you and know, jumping around like, like jumping a three-year-old. Like, it's like, who do you think you are, Kenneth Branagh? I mean, <laughs> fuck. I mean, that's how I felt when I, when Kenneth Branagh did uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, because he was all buff and had fucking six-pack and shit. Hey, no, don't knock him. He's doing poor. Dude, I love. I'm a huge Kenneth Branagh fan, <laughs> but that was that was interesting. <laughs> but there really some of his uh, concept art. Uh, across a number of different sites, bloody, bloody disgusting, bloody disgusting, IESB, shock till you drop, and any cool, and they had the Wolfman's in it, and it's I, I, I Frankenstein is basically I think it's a detective story, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have a shot of Frankenstein. He's got the floppy fringe, he's all torn up, and he's got like the Deckard coat and the gun. Uh, the Wolfman's in it, and he looks like uh, Ted Grant. It's a black uh, Wildcat mm -hmm. from J Justice League. The, the, Justice League. He's yep. got that kind of look. It's like it looks quite interesting. I mean, this has been under the radar for a while, but. I'm just wondering where they're going to go with it all together. It's like, I, Frankenstein, he's like, he's, he's, he's trying to solve some kind of crime and he runs into all the other monsters and stuff like that. And Frankenstein's bride is in it. That's the picture they had on it. Cool. I'm just going to wait until, like, uh, trailer. more stuff comes out about this. I mean, like, it's like in a shooting in the dark. Shooting in the dark. <laughs> some movie I was going to ignore until the trailer came out. Oh, yeah, that was Avatar. Yeah. Avatar was like, yeah, they put a picture up and was like, I don't care anymore. I just, it's December. Fuck off. However, because they did another stupid picture with, with uh, Sam Worthington and his avatar. Mm -hmm. And it's again like, could this be any less interesting? It's like, hmm, nice haircut, Sam. It's, but it's, it's just gotten to a point for me with, with Avatar where it's like, I'm really looking forward to it. But I, just sh I, show me a trailer and fuck off. Yeah, just, I just want to, yeah, that's it. And apparently, that, that was the thing. Originally, I wrote, like, nice picture. 
I don't want to talk about this anymore. And then I saw that Apple have a countdown on their page, but apparently it's not time zone specific. Yeah. And it's three days and a couple of hours counting until they release the Avatar trailer. Mm -hmm. So some of the things we're saying, like they haven't time zoned it. So obviously they want to have it the US first, but based upon what they're doing, we can like, see it first. It's just like the way they're, the, the way they're hyping this. Oh, I know. When, like when a, I see the trailer, a then count, I'll know. A countdown to a fucking trailer? I mean, come on. But in the trailer, I think the trailer is the day that it's also the huge promotional push they're going to have in the States where all the cinemas will be showing it. Yeah. You can go and see the Avatar trailer for free. In 3D, <laughs> I think. It was just like, here you go. Anything to Fuck off. But um, I want to see the trailer, and then next week we'll talk about it, yeah. and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Until it comes out. Or there's like a second trailer. It's fucking awesome! No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just... Uh, yeah, I mean like... Because there were shots of a Navi's face and a foot were online during the week. Jim Cameron is taking the piss. <laughs> there was a foot. A size... Because like, they're huge. They're 10 feet tall. It's like a size 25 foot. And it was like, wow, this really speaks to me for the movie. <laughs> I really see what you're trying to achieve here, Jim. I, I mean, like for me, I've just gotten to the... I'm, I'm just uh, gotten a little tired of hearing... A how amazing it is how amazing it is and how like you know like how like it's yeah it's gonna fuck our eyeballs and that you know like move, the whole movie going experience is just gonna change movies after this are just gonna suck you <laughs> know movie, the whole movie experience is gonna change when people see this they'll never go ever again <laughs> that's the risk you know you keep you keep telling me something's brilliant you know it's like if you better make sure it is yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll talk about the Avatar trailer next, next week, week, unless they do some fucking region encoding on it, in which yeah. case I'll be unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tim and his navvy. Looks like a. I don't like his haircut. No. You don't like it? No. I don't like it. I don't like it. I want that one. Don't like it. Don't want it. Yeah, I don't know. Don't like paint. <laughs> I like a pillock. <laughs> Smurf. A trailer. Want to wear your Smurf outfit. Again, I think we mentioned this. We might have mentioned it when. No, we didn't mention it when Stuart Townsend attached. That was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But uh, there's a trailer for Dorian Gray. Yes, I saw the trailer for Dorian Gray. So Ben Barnes, who's, I didn't know, he's Prince Captain. This is, this, young this guy, is young Tristan the Stavos. whole time I'm watching the trailer for Dor Dorian Gray, all I'm thinking is, this is Ben Barnes's stake in the Robert Pattinson. <laughs> he's just like, oh, he's, he's perfect. <laughs> I call him Furt's in it. I mean, that, that's what threw me. It was like, this is going straight to video. And it was like, Colin Firth. Hmm. But then again... And Ben Chaplin's in it. Where was Ben? I didn't see Ben Chaplin in the trailer at ben all. Ben Chaplin's the guy who does the, who paints the portrait. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the portrait looks fucking pretty good. And he's like, yeah, cursed. Yeah. They're yeah. playing up the cursed angle of it. And Rebecca Hall's in it as well. Who's Rebecca Hall? Rebecca Hall was, uh, she was in, uh, was it Vicky Christie Barcelona? No, I haven't seen that yet. Well, Colin Firth, obviously, I thought this was a stamp of quality until I realized that on the Apple store, they have the trailer for St. Trinian's, which I thought was dead and buried by this point. Well, it is in other parts of the world. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it had already been released in the US. No, no, no. Obviously not. <laughs> but one thing I looked at, I looked at that and I was like, is this a sequel? And then I looked at it, Misha Barton's in it. Mm -hmm. She's not listed in the credits for the 2007 original. I'm not sure whether they shot some news and put it in there for the US audiences. Oh, really? It doesn't, I went through the credits, like, because I was thinking, Okay, some of the cast are going to be returning, but it actually promotes Misha Barton in the trailer, and I couldn't find her in the credits. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it the first time round, but uh, I think well, she might there have was been no there. need to. It's shit. Well, you no, know, that's why I didn't see it. The yeah. trailer. I mean, like if apart from Russell Brand, he's a cockney geezer. <laughs> he's a little bit away. He's a geezer. Yeah, he's a geezer. A little bit dodgy geezer. Well, dodge. But yeah, I mean, by all accounts, this was shit. So 
It's gonna be shit again. Shit, I haven't heard that in ages. What? Oh, we told you I haven't heard that in ages. From the classroom? Yeah, I haven't heard that in ages. Excuse me, could you mind my bags? Nah, you don't ask me. I'm a geezer, you know? I'm like, away. I'll, I'll be away with it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be one minute. And she goes off and he's like, grabs the bag and fucks off. What was, what was that other one that he did? Is like, uh, any situation is like, 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 you're like cleaning a car engine is very much like oh, making, that's, uh, making, Swiss Tony. Like making love to a beautiful woman. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes, Paul. Going camping this weekend. Uh, yes, I used to enjoy camping. You know, Paul? Going camping is very much like making love, love to a beautiful, beautiful woman. woman. You gotta make sure all your pegs are in tight. <laughs> all the ropes are nice and taut. You gotta make sure your pole is erect, and then you can jump into the old bag. <laughs> I remember that one so very well. Oh, Jesus. Uh, making coffee, Paul, is very much like making love. To that was around the, they got to the point where they started running out of ideas, yeah, and yeah. Tony started running out of ideas. You gotta grind your beans. <laughs> Make sure the water is at the right temperature. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, this is a, a comedy sketch show called The Fast Show. Paul Genius. White, Paul Whitehouse. Uh, and what was the other guy? He wrote those... Um, Mark Williams? Is it Mark Williams? Mark Williams was in it. Um, yeah. But the other guy, the Swiss Tony guy, <coughs> he's a writer now. He wrote a lot of that as well. He's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp was a huge fan. He yeah. uh, he uh, did a they, they did the final the, the final the episode. Final episode. He, he was with the two gay tailors. He's like, ooh, suit you, sir. Suit you, sir. Mm, suit you, suit you, sir. Isn't the coat a little tight, sir? <laughs> oh yes, sir. Oh, oh, you like oh, the ladies, oh. don't you? Oh, little, little picnic, little afternoon delights, sir. Oh, oh. And you get Johnny Depp in a cowboy hat going. Oh, 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 oh. Awesome. Genius. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Johnny Depp, fire show. Legend. Legend. I did my um, ever. Full moon look over the um, what's it called? QuietEarth.us site. Mm -hmm. Site that specializes in post apocalyptic movies, but they just have a lot of cool trailers on there. Do you, any cool things they even have? A lot of these are low budget, could be shit. Mm -hmm. But I remember seeing a, a trailer for a German movie called Cargo. I vaguely remember this. They had a featurette for it, and it was all in German, and it was just like cool sets and stuff. But the actual trailer is out now, and it looks like a cross between 2001, Alien, and Sunshine. And it's got the whole funky spacesuit look and they're on a, a hibernation ship where one person's up every eight months and someone's been in the cargo hold. Oh. and so she wakes the crew and it's got that whole aliens thing of not going the whole alien sunshine thing and not knowing what's going on but it looks a lot like sunshine in 2001 a lot of very cool shots there's one shot from the trailer that has two of them in spacesuits hugging each other as they're spinning off into space it looks amazing so I'm really looking forward to this I'm hoping the Germans can uh, raise their game uh, other trailer was out this week was Astro Boy from Imagi Studios. Uh huh. This looked like a lot of fun. I mean, they've it been, does look like a lot of fun. We talked about how they were worried they were in receivership or they weren't going to have enough money, but yeah, it wasn't yeah, the, yeah. The, the guarantee had. Well, that's through. that's all. That's all cool. Now. It's all in the past. It's all in the past. Uh, no, th this, this movie does look like a lot of fun. They even have the was it the the classic you know yeah. he has guns in his butt yeah, yeah. and a robot grabs him and these little fucking guns extend out <laughs> and he goes oh I got guns in my butt. It does look, and there's also uh, was it, this, the, it seems to be that they're going to have this big robot going after him as the big bad but there's also a thing with a big sun with an eye it's like the fucking thing from Grant Morrison's JLA not the tyrant mm -hmm. sun yeah. Solaris the tyrant sun yeah. so it looks like there could be a couple of different things going on but and then hearing Nicolas Cage's voice as his dad is just weird <laughs> Nicolas Cage is just I don't know he, he's, Nicholas, picking, he's just Nick, picking he's, anything these days yeah, he's, he's, he's the like, new Christopher Walken He's like outwearded himself. Mm. It's gone to the point, you know, like uh, yeah, you, you're. That's that's exactly right. He is the new Christopher Wall. Yeah. 
Nicholas Cage is turning up halfway through the movie, and you're going, "Oh fuck, it's Nicholas Cage!" This movie just got better. Oh, I know, it just got worse. Nice hair, Nick. But he's so that that. I mean, the thing is, is that you keep falling for his movies because he is so erratic in his quality. Yeah. It could be great. And even if he's playing a bog standard character, it's got the Nicholas Cage quirks. We were talking yeah. about knowing, which I finally caught. Yeah. And he's just alcoholic and weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like in Ghost Rider. It's like you know he has this uh, the jelly beans, the fucking M and M's out of, out of the yeah. Because he's like I, I remember reading the interviews before, and I was like, well, you know, he's gonna do what the devil's gonna should do with. He's like, you know, he's got the jelly beans to calm down. <laughs> that was just fucked up. It was like uh, if for those, if, I mean, for the, any of you who are interested in this kind of you know like stupid like trivia bullshit, go and buy the criteria or rent or whatever or borrow the Criterion edition of The Rock, in which Nicolas Cage on on the on the commentary track. You know, like talks about the acting process in such honest detail. <laughs> really, for Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> for Stanley Goodspeed, you know, it's like stuff that he like uh, put in there. It's like that scene where he's playing the guitar at home and he's in his briefs. Yeah, yeah. He you put know? that in. He put that in there. You know, and like he's like Michael Bay kept giving him shit. He's like, all right, all right, all right, Nick, all right. You know, like, why don't you just take it, take it off, right? Let's get it out of the way. Let's show everybody how cut you are. <laughs> you know, and Nicholas Cage this is a like, James McAvoy scene from Wanted. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage is like, yeah. you know, and he was making fun of me and what have you. But in my mind, I only had so many seconds to establish that Stanley was at home. <laughs> so, and what do you do at home? You play With, guitar in, in your boxes. under in your underwear. <laughs> There's my guitar. You don't want to see my underwear. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. You know, I mean that movie. That's the. We, I don't. We, we we probably should do a rewatch and just a commentary on the Holy Trinity. That that whole thing. Con Air, The Rock, and Face Off. Is it Face Off? Face Off. Yeah. The Holy Trinity of Nicolas Cage exactly. movies. action movies. Yeah. Uh, but he was also saying like all that stuff about his character being a music fan. Yeah. He put that in there. Yeah. Because I was reading the script and there was a there was a I line a there was a line in there where my character said um, uh, had a line in reference to the Rocket Man, and I was like, well, in order for that to work, he would need to be a, a fan of music. And I and I started to miss the days of, of the old LPs. I didn't like CDs. They kept skipping. <laughs> so uh, like his acting. So so I that's why I. I I did this whole thing at the beginning of the movie where he gets this final uh, Beatles album, you know, because yeah. you know, I, I wanted to establish him as a. That's why even later in the movie, it's like you know, you, you, you're a chemical freak, and then his character says, "I'm a chemical super freak." Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like I added that in, that, <laughs> like to reinforce to him being into music. Sounds <laughs> like He put all of that stuff in there, just so it could ha- it could make sense of that line. Yeah, just so he could have make sense of that line. It's no genius though. So, yeah. I wonder what, what kind of process you went through for put the bunny <laughs> in the box. Why'd you hit, hit the bunny? <laughs> Why'd you hit the bunny? <laughs> Dude, if it's like that with fucking movies like that, I wonder what he puts himself through for leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> for Oscar winning. He won an Oscar for that. He was nominated. Yeah, he won an Oscar yeah. for Oscar. Still haven't seen that, actually. Elizabeth Shue freaks me out. <clears throat> yeah, I was also news this week about Robert Downey Jr. who's attached to everything. He's the new Guillermo del Toro. Talking about playing Lestat in a reboot of the uh, Vampire Chronicles, Anne Rice's books. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it did wonders for Tom Cruise's crew. Oh, God. Yeah. I remember this, speaking, like, uh, this reminds me of a review I read. I think it was on Premier Magazine. Because uh, Interview with the Vampire came out the same time, roughly the same time as Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh-huh. And uh, the review is like, we live in a truly fucked up time where we have Hollywood heartthrobs like Tom Cruise 
trying to look like Kenneth Branagh yeah. and having wonderful Shakespearean actors like Kenneth Branagh trying to look, trying to behave like, like Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's a vampire. He's a pretty good vampire. He has a crisis of conscience and all it takes is a couple of people to eat and a small child turned into a vampire before he becomes a better vampire. He's a vampire. He's an insecure vampire, which is why he wore lifts in all of his scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're never going to see the Will Ferrell, Tom Cruise team up because Will Ferrell just has to live, live in a trench. <laughs> uh, love on citizens and trillions. Do you see the trailer for... Uh, Tom Cruise isn't a real Scientologist, dude. You reckon? No. He's using it. If, if, if he was, he would have... He would have... Uh, Become a phaeton. He would have done Battlefield Earth. It wouldn't have been John Travolta. <laughs> but at the time, he wasn't as big. Yeah, maybe as big a Scientologist as Johnny was. Uh, I think I, did I? I don't think I mentioned this last week, but uh, Cirque de Freak, the Vampire's Assistant, they've never rebranded this movie. Have you mm-hmm. heard about this? Mm-hmm. It's another kind of Harry Potter thing, but mm-hmm. the train is quite grim. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. It's John C. Riley is like yeah, a vampire. They have the Cirque de Freak, and uh, it, there is a cool. It all, it's all very like Michael Sarah is a student, and all of a sudden something goes. No, but it's not like Michael Sarah kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It has the whole kind of high school thing. And she's like, I don't, I mean, I'm living the normal life. I don't want to live the normal life. I want, to, I want something exciting. And then you just see this fucking, um, I think it's a jag, an old jag pull by. The window opens and John C. Roddy throws up this flyer and it just lands in his hand. It's sort of freaky. And when they go, it's like Jane Krakowski's there as a person who can grow back as a bearded lady. There's like a guy who's fucking, mm-hmm. no sides to himself. And then they have John C. Riley and his mate is like, I've, I've seen him in my vampire book. He's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then the, the kid is confronted. It's like, do you want to die? Do you want to become a vampire? But then it shows him being like buried. Oh yeah? He's actually buried and sitting in the fucking coffin playing video games on his phone while John C. Riley digs him up. <laughs> Which is like, this is a kind of a, I think it's kind of a Harry Potter style. I mean, it's a teenage book, I think a teenage book kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty grim, like the guy's leaving his fa- dying and leaving his family behind so he can fuck off and have fun. This is not a lesson you should be teaching your kids. <laughs> and then he goes out and they're, they're tr- they have the, tr- they're, you gotta have a montage. The tr- you need to learn how to fight. And John C. Roddy cuts a tree in half with his hand and then your man hits it and it's like fucking nothing. Death, it's the ultimate vacation. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, it does look kind of cool, and John C. Wright's having a lot of fun. It's like, you know, there's a scene where he's like saying, it's like, you know, he climbs up walls, it's like, I got vampire spit, I can stick to walls and shit. He's like, yeah, can I turn into a bat? No, that's bull. I love John C. Riley. And he nails that line. It's like, no, that's bull. Like, are you an idiot? What do you think? What, you, what the fuck? I, I have known John C. Riley is a genius ever since the year, I think it's 1992. Matthew Broderick did a terrible film called Out on a Limb. Yeah? Yeah, it was a terrible, god awful movie. And uh, John C. Riley plays like a hick or something that gets caught up in everything. And he, I can't remember how, but he ends up being buried up to his neck in the sand. And his friend's name is Jim. And Jim says he's going to go get help, whatever. And like, there's just a scene where John C. Riley's just like buried. And he's just, Jim! <laughs> Jim! Get me out! I got pissed! <laughs> He has been in an I've, awful lot of great things. I've been I've been a fan of John C. Riley ever since. It's him that it rains fish on in Magnolia, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's been in so many amazing movies: Boogie Nights, uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega. He's awesome in that. Yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. I'm Magic Man now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was it Bobby of Billy? The, the ballad of uh, the ballad of um, Jimmy Bobby. Jim, no, no, no. Bobby Jimmy. I can't. Is it walk, it's walk tall, right? No, no, that's uh, that's walk hard. Walk hard. But the, the Talladega Nights is the battle. Oh, of Ricky, Bobby, Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. And he's like, oh, Ricky Bobby. I, was, I took your wife and your contract, but we, we were still best mates. 
I love that movie. Uh, finishing off the news. Dear uh, Lord, dear sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, baby Jesus, not the uh, grown-up Jesus, but the baby Jesus, the cute one, the main. As uh, another one for. Uh, did you hear about the Morgans? This is a trailer. I mean, this has been under the radar. I've never about this at all. It's Hugh Grant, Sarah Jessica Parker. There are a couple who. Um, it's not usually. I mean, it looks like a rom-com, but it looks quite a quite good, funny rom-com. There are a couple who are getting to the point. They're having dinner and they're like they're married and shit. And they're getting. They're, they're one step. Ahead, you know, before divorce, basically, it's not working out. And on the way home, they bump into one of their friends getting killed, and seeing the guy who killed them. Right. So they get put in the witness relocation program, and they're like New Yorkers, typical. Like she's pretty much Sex and the City's character. Yeah, he's like the dapper Dan he always is. Yeah, and uh, they get sent to like something, a town, in Wyoming, and become cowboys, and just fucking, you know, obviously their love will reblossom. But in the meantime, the the process looks kind of funny. It does. Yeah, because it's Hugh Grant. I mean, you know, they're talking about you know. Saying like, all right, boys, we're gonna get you on the horse. Uh, Sam Elliott's in it. He's the cop oh. protecting them. Sam Elliott. I'm I'm there then. Yeah, Joe. I mean, that's. I was like, no, this looks horrible. Yeah, Why am I watching? Hey, it's Sam, Sam Elliott. <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yeah. But uh, you know, he's getting on the horse. He was saying, yeah, we're gonna get you riding horses. S- he says, oh, I can ride a horse. It's like, really? Yeah, yeah. Did, did lessons as a child, and you don't tell me everything. This is like, I didn't know you. I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, I did lessons as a child. I don't tell you everything. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> And there's a nice scene of them all riding on horseback, and it's all. And this horse runs by, and Sarah Jessica Parker runs by, going, I fell off my horse! <laughs> could be good, could be the proposal. Yeah. Well, let's call, this, let's call this news train to a halt at station marked reviews. How do they let uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's face on screen? She I know. She looks like a foot. Well, hey, man, she's riding a horse. How do they know which one is which? She looks like a fuck. Sm- <laughs> what was that from again? Family guy. <laughs> they let Sarah Jessica Parker's on face on TV and she looks like a foot. <laughs> We've been here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're recapping all the best jokes of the year from other people. Movie reviews. You got a load of capsule reviews. You're far ahead until I work to the big event of District 9. Yes, uh, I'm going to cover three movies very, very, very quickly so we can get to Ian's big review of District 9. Um, I will. Opening weekend! I will start with uh, Observe and Report. Right, now, everything I saw about this was Paul Bart Mall Cop with Seth Rogen. Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's Paul Bart Mall Cop, and say that five times really fast. Uh, is. Paul Bart Mall Cop. Paul, it is Paul Blart mall cop in the sense that it is about a mall security cop. He, he guides a mall. He guides a mall. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much it in terms of um, similarities. Similarities. Um, it is definitely the R-rated version. This uh, is not something that he it's would. Seth Rogen. It's it's Seth Rogen, but I mean even there's yeah you wouldn't want your kids to see this. <laughs> I mean language-wise and also just like visual stuff that mm-hmm. that happens. Um, and it is supposedly, you know, like the much darker version. And in a way, it kind of is. The um, one thing I will say about this movie: this movie hangs entirely on how you feel about Seth Rogen. Right. How do you feel about Seth Rogen? Um, I'm kind of n- not as not as appealing as I as it used to be. Yeah, because he's playing Seth Rogen, right? Yeah, it's 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 a little grating, and his character is a fucking retard. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> His character is a fucking retard. He's like a dumb shit. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's got these, you know, delusions of grandeur about the kind of mall cop that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and there's, okay, basically there's a flasher. The movie starts with 
The movie starts with uh, this uh, fucking pervert flashy guy running around the the, the mall <laughs> the mall car park like going like just like opening up going fuck you <laughs> running around like, like suck my balls it's not Steve Buscemi is it it's not no it's not. we asked him it was it's a fucking fat ugly pasty bald white dude Ugh. you know with Emmett with Emmett brown hair oh nice you know wearing like uh, con- the morning <laughs> wearing the constant the Constantine from the comic colored uh, overcoat yeah yeah and just running around like going Bleh! and there's one like long fucking sequence where you get a pretty damn good look at his <laughs> at his stuff <laughs> his junk at his junk but i mean he's just disgusting so so basically that's how the movie kicks off with right. uh there's a there's a pervert on the loose and seth rogan he's head of security and he's just like a dick like they're interviewing him right uh like the this news the one this reporter is uh, interviewing him on camera and it's like I'm here with, um, you know, I'm, I'm here with a with a mall security cop, uh, Mr. Ron, Servant Report, Ronnie Barnhart, character's name, Ronnie Barnhart. And then he'll be like, Oh wait, cut, cut, no, no, uh, like I'm head of security. Uh, you fucked that up. Okay, let's let's do that. It's again. live, right? Yeah. 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 We, fucked, we fucked that up. Let's do it again. And then just as she's about to say say something, she, she's like, Wait, action. <laughs> so he's a fucking he's a retard right yeah, and then yeah. then he's like, and then you just like see all these different versions of what he wants to say it's like we're gonna get this fucking pervert and like looking into the tv just like complete idiot he lives at home with his mom he's a mama's boy it's like yeah. it's the comedy version of psycho the comedy version of taxi driver as they have been mounting out to be ray liotta is the cop who gets called in to actually investigate the oh, cool. and ray liotta's fucking funny yeah. in this movie uh in the sense that he hates Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's coming off the I screen mean, in dro- waves. No, I mean, he hates this guy because Seth Rogen basically is trying, you know, is like, will not leave him alone. Yeah. And when he finally blows up with Seth Rogen, it's quite beautiful to watch because that's exactly how you feel. It's yeah, like, yeah. you're a dumb fucking retard. <laughs> Fuck you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's really like hardcore in that sense. I mean, in terms of the language, they really go for it. And some of it's funny. Some of it is funny. Some of it, though. Yeah, it's not consistently funny. It no. does great. Who directed uh, it? Uh, Jody Hill, who directed uh, the f- the first uh, the f- the first Fist Wave. Fist Wave? I think so. L- let me just uh, check this. Fist Wave? What the fuck's Fist Wave? Let me just check this really quick. Wave the exploding Fist Wave? No, it's not that. It's uh, yeah, the Foot Fist Wave. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think I might have heard of that. The Foot Fist Wave. Yes, I I haven't seen it, but. Uh, me neither. Yeah. It's a, but uh, the problem I kind of have with it is that prior to it coming out, they the, they were talking it up as being a com- like a comedy taxi driver. Yeah, yeah. And how a taxi driver... Oh, that was that fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, have you... We talked about this. Have you seen Taxi Driver? And the funny... The comedy yeah. version of Taxi Driver was king of comedy. Yeah, yeah. You prick. You know, and it's like, it's, it's knowing that going in that does kind of affect your enjoyment of it because it's very conscious of what it's trying to do. Yeah. And you become very conscious of it being conscious of what it's trying to do and it pisses you off. Yeah. There's something inside you that sort of like doesn't sit well and you're like, hang on, you're just doing shit because you want to be like so and so and so and so. Did you hate it? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I mean, like, uh, I just like, it just didn't really do anything for me. It's like, uh, there are certain parts of it. Was it meh? Part, half and half. I mean, I don't even want. I don't want to say it's meant because like parts did make me laugh, mm. and it's ballsy in the sense that it does. It's not Pineapple Express. No, you know, it it, it does go places like uh, with some of the some of the violence, although it borders a little on cartoonish in places. But it's 
bit more real than you expect it to be, mm -hmm. and that's kind of cool. And and the uh, you know and Seth Rogen and, and Ray Liotta together have some nice moments. Yeah, it's just and um, and Anna Faris. It's worth watching for the Anna Faris. Where you love fucking Anna, Anna, Anna Faris. Faris turns up and she's like playing the kind of character that she plays best, fucking dumb Idiot. blonde <laughs> slut, you know. But she's funny in it. And uh, there are these two uh, twin Chinese uh, cops in it that are pretty funny. And they're fucking stupid as That's well. That's when I ask, Sporting Cast is decent? Sporting Cast is uh, pretty funny. My Michael Pena's in it. Alright. Uh, Michael Pena was the, the, other, um, the, the, other, the other guy in uh, World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. And he plays uh, Dennis, one of the other security cops, who turns out to be more than what we expect, but not in the way you're thinking. Nice uh, career trajectory. World Trade Center. Fucking World Trade Center, report. go to observe and report. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I would, I would. I'm not even sure if I can recommend it. I wasn't particularly taken with it. But if you are a Seth Rogen fan, I would imagine that you would find enough about it to like to warrant watching it. Huh. Yeah. Next capsule review. Next capsule review, Bruno. Bruno. Uh, disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Very disappointing. Very repetitive. Really? Very repetitive, and you know, it's like it, it's. I just found it kind of like insulting, you know, that you that you think this qualifies as humor. Yeah. But but then again, I've spoken to people that have found it hilarious. Did you see? Uh, They're all gay. I don't know if that. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. Like all, all the all the gay people I've spoken to is like, oh, it's lovely, but uh, popcorn. No, it's beer. Uh, yeah. No, one of the things I heard was the controversy about this in the UK was that. It was released as 18 and then they recut it for a PG, uh, 15s, sir, mm -hmm. to make more money. It was like, if you really think that you're making satire about how dumb Americans can be, recutting your movie so that you make more money is a really cynical fucking act that sells the carpet out from under you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, did you see the, you saw the 18th version or you couldn't really tell? I, I was, I was, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's just like, uh, you... Watching the movie, it, the movie blew its load in the trailer. Mm. I mean, to me, that's about as long as I think something like that can be funny. You know, like to stretch that out into feature length, it, it just, it's just not, it gets old really, really fast. And what about the, um, at the end, there's the people in on the joke, Bono and fucking Chris Martin and shit like that, right? Yeah. Does yeah. that come across as just clawing and crap? Um, by that point, I didn't care. Yeah, you know, it had I already mean, the boat had already sailed. Yeah, I mean, there is a very, very, very uh, small uh, narrative to it that he does have this sort of uh, through line, this relationship with uh, with this guy, um, you know, and then they, you know, they get together and they split split up, and then they sort of get reunited at the uh, at the end of it. Mm -hmm. But you again, you, I mean, like I, I didn't care about that. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know that's where all the sort of like the gay bits with all the kissing and all that stuff was, you know. So it's like, and that stuff didn't bug me. I just like, I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and all of the all of the uh, the different sort of sketch things and everything, you know, like uh, of his in his bid to become a a, su a superstar. Yeah. I don't know. I just just didn't didn't just didn't do anything for me. I didn't really find it particularly funny. I found it, I found more of it disgusting yeah. than, than funny. Yeah. It's just like, what, you know. Like Borat naked wrestling disgusting? Um, you know, but the thing is, Borat naked wrestling cracked me up. I was. I was on the floor. I was I laughing I really my lost ass my lunch. off. I was laughing my ass off. Like, I was like, oh God, no, I, was, <laughs> I was in full office mode. I was in a, I was a small ball about, you know, 10 centimeters across. I just folded into myself. I was like, no. <laughs> But I think he's got to 
He's, he's done now. He's reached the Dennis Pennis limit. You ever see Dennis Pennis? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's reached the, Dennis Pennis knew when he knew was when known and he had to quit. Yeah. Bruno can't pull this shit off anymore. He's got to roll into those roles like he had in, uh, and he's done quite well. He did the um, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Baker Street. Yeah. And, uh, and Talladega, Talladega Nights. Talladega was genius in that. Yeah. Just, even the little scenes like, is that uh, Tone Loke and uh, who's the other guy who was uh, Tom Wayne? Mo- like Mostef. Mostef and... Yeah. Um, Someone else thinking of the tape. Oh, I am. Um, Kid Rock? No, it's that guy. All of his is to stay. Singer, glasses, looks like Buddy Holly. Modern oh. guy. Oh, God. I, I can't remember that movie right now. But anyway, he ruled in that. He was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You must beat me, Dicky Bobby. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, but yeah, I mean, like, if you want to see how that, how Bruno should be done right, watch Dennis Pennis. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Pennis did much, much better. Paul K, right? Yeah, Paul K. Yeah. Paul K, cheat. Hoover! <laughs> Makes it clean! <laughs> Who are you? Fuck off! <laughs> I mean, I, 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 see, I think it's the outtakes on space with Paul K I, in it. I hate your friend. And, and I, I hate, hate you. you. I hate your mum. <laughs> but have you seen him in real life? He's not like that. He's got this like long, golden, wavy locks. He's like fucking Jason from the Argonauts. And he's like... Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm just having a bit of fun. <laughs> Paul K. He's got to do more. Hopefully, he's in Paul. There's been a lot of Paul stuff online, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. There's been a lot of featurettes, but all yeah, I've seen is I, that I haven't managed to catch the Pegster is sporting a mullet, and that's cool with me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Bruno. I mean, like, I really enjoyed Borat, so I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I didn't enjoy this. You might. Okay, next one would be The Hangover. This is the uh, this movie has been making a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it a good comedy or is it is what, everyone's making it to be a the comedy of the year. It is not the comedy yeah. uh, of the year, but it is a very good comedy. Really? Yeah. It's I good. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. Cool. Uh, but I mean, what, as it is with all of the, and all movies of this type and all movies that uh, Todd Phillips has directed, I mean, what, uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Todd Phillips, he's also, he also directed uh, Old School, he directed Starsky and Hutch, he also directed... Real- You're my boy, Blue! You're my boy! Old School is, without a doubt, still the best movie Will Ferrell has ever done. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Ron Burgundy? Nah, I prefer, I prefer Old School. Really? Yeah, I prefer Old School. I prefer him in Old School. Let's go streaking! Let's go streaking! What are you doing? We're streaking! We're streaking! <laughs> Me and the guys! <laughs> but Ron, the guy... The Gun Show, come on. I, no. Ron Burgundy's way more quotable. Dude, yes. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just like enjoying Will Ferrell. I don't always enjoy Will Ferrell. Did you see the one where it was, he was talking to the author? What was that called? Uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, did you see that? Uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. I quite enjoyed that. That was quite clever. Even the uh, opening credits, it had like a whole lot of overlays of like brush your teeth 500 times. And I've, so heard, I've heard very good things about it. It's just that for me, for some reason, my favorite Will Ferrell performance is old school. So favorite, um, what's the other Wilson? Not old, not old than Luke. Luke, yeah, yeah. Luke's pretty good. In that. Who's the other guy? Who's the third guy? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. always playing. And in that movie, he's playing Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. That was around the time there was that, and there was um, Dodgeball. Yeah, he's just playing the exact same character. <laughs> exactly. He's like, hey, yeah, phoning it in. Yeah, I can do that. But uh, it's uh, these four guys. It's um, it's uh, it's a bachelor party. Stop. Uh, the guy Doug is getting married. Doug is played by Justin Bartha, who some of you may remember as Nicolas Cage's sidekick in the uh, National Treasure movies. No. Nope. He was also in Geely as a retard. No. Nope. And um, I'm not a retard. I didn't watch Geely. Uh-huh. <laughs> Asshole. And um, he's uh, his wife to be his uh, his fiance's brother, uh, Alan. 
who is played by Zach Galifianakis. This is the guy with the beard. Yeah, he's fucking, he's funny. Yeah, he's like a stoner hippie type guy. So he's, he's, he's a fucking fruitcake. Yeah. And, um, and his two best friends, Stu, played by Ed Helms, and Phil, played by Bradley Cooper. It's nice to see Bradley Cooper in getting, getting, getting some love. Getting some love. I, was, I mean, I liked him in Alias. I thought he was one of the more interesting characters in Alias. And, uh, you know, and after Midnight Meat Train as well, he was good. Yeah, he was very good in that. He was very good in that. Uh, and watching him in this movie, you do kind of think, you know what, man, you could play Hal Jordan. Mm. You know, I watched First Flight, actually. Oh, yeah? How's yeah. it? It's good. It does pull off the uh, NYPD blue in space thing, but it, do- it does retread it off of things with the Sinestro and Kanjar Ro. Mm-hmm. Kanjar Ro, I think, was even in a Justice League Unlimited cartoon as well. Different type mm-hmm. they go for with Kanjar Ro, but it does pull it off nicely. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up real quick. Uh, what it's about is that uh, they're, it, they're going for a bachelor party in Vegas. They're going to go paint the town red. They wake up the they next... They painted black! <laughs> the wa- they wake up the next day... There's a lion in the... There's, there's a, a tiger in the bathroom. They, wake, they wake up with a baby in the cupboard. Mike Tyson's tiger in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, the groom has completely de- vanished. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a standard Saturday night for me. Yeah, I mean, basically, the idea for the movie itself is by no means original. I mean, yeah. you've seen this done With a million times, but the execution is nice. The execution Watch is very Mike nice. Mike Tyson's scene, like knowing that he's a fucking crazy bastard. <laughs> His first scene where he's singing, the, where he sings. There's something he does when he's done singing that I was on the floor. Yeah, it's fucking like holy shit. <laughs> It's as soon as he's done. As soon as he's done with the song, there's something he does, and it fucking cra- yeah, it fucking cracked. <laughs> I just mind what he did there because it's in the trailer. <laughs> I, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't catch the trailer. I mean, like, but um, or maybe I did. But I just don't remember. But yeah. then again, it it cracked me up. Um, I think you may be surprised by the Mike Tyson stuff in the sense that he's not acting like an idiot. All right, because he is a fucking crazy bastard he is a, he's, he's bug shit bugs I saw, there's, some, there's a couple of cool sites online looking at like abandoned places and stuff like that I, I stumbled across this because I always find it interesting about places that are like abandoned there's towns that have like got crazy shit beneath the soil you can't live there anymore just time capsule yeah his old mansion is one of these places people have broken in and taken photos of this place and it's insane there's like thick shag blue carpet on the walls he's got a heart shaped pool yeah it's just Crazy town. Yeah, it's uh, you, and you get to see some of some of his place in this as well. I mean, it's. I think you'd be surprised by the Mike Tyson thing. Mm. You know, like, not to say he's like a brilliant actor mm. or anything, but in the sense that you you mm. get it's. <laughs> mm. no, this place is one that he bought, and then when he was like running out of money, he kind of didn't sell it. It's just sitting there. This isn't his current place. This is just a place. This is his, like Neverland Ranch. Oh right. And it's just there, and people just break in ever so often to take pictures and stuff like that. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's Mike Tyson. It's Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's Mike Tyson. But, uh, oh yeah, and, uh, and another thing that's happened is that there's a ring on the wrong finger. Oh, that's yeah. All. Oh, I saw a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's nice as well. It's nice to see Heather Graham back. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's nice she to see... Is she good in it? She's Heather Graham, dude. She's playing Roller Girl. Mm. Only today. Gold <laughs> shorts. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I won't go so far as to say that it's the, uh, the second coming of comedy. Yeah. But it's, it's a fun comedy. Good Especially if you if you're familiar with the kind of stuff that Todd Phillips has done, and if you like his his movies, yeah. then yeah, you'll be you'll be rolling in the aisles. He's my boy Blue. He's my boy. My boy Blue. But uh, yeah, one thing I must say is that there's this there's this uh, Chinese character called Mr. Chow, <laughs> and uh, he's played by Ken Jeong, yeah, who's actually Korean. But you know what, dude? You know you you play a pretty good Chinese. <laughs> he's got this one scene where I won't. Is say he what, like 
racially stereotyping yes, in, yes, in he, a bad way. Yes, yes. But, but you found it funny because you're kind of Chinese, right? Oh, dude, I fucking... He, 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 he killed me. I mean, he yeah. was really funny. Especially there's this one thing he does that's genius. It's like he's in his car, okay, and he's like, he's got the window down, right? And uh, he says something, he says, uh, like, just before he's about to go, just before he's about to roll, uh, pull the window up, he's like, uh, you, you, something, 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 okay, motherfucker? <laughs> and he keeps going, as the window's going up. <laughs> and the window takes a while. <laughs> so it's like, it goes on for quite a long time. But that was genius. That speaking was of, genius. Speaking of Mr. Chow. I was watching a stag recently and we booked the stag. So yes, go see it, good yeah. movie. The guy who booked the stag said like, yes, we will be this many people arriving on this date. Ties into the hangover. And he said, Chow, his name. And we got to the airport, the taxi was waiting for us. And there was a guy standing there. He said, Chow, like, you know, Italian, you know, Chow, right, his name. There was a guy at the airport waiting with a sign for Mr. Chow. <laughs> C-I-A-O. <laughs> it's fucked up. That's our big news of the week. District 9, the uh, Peter Jackson produced, Neil Blomkamp directed sci-fi movie that came out this weekend worldwide. It was actually a worldwide release. Um, for those of you who don't know about this movie, the trailers and stuff have been out there for a while. It looks very much like an Alien Nation style thing. Aliens arrive, the shots, the footage has all been very documentary style. Mm-hmm. Um, aliens arrive and they just, instead of Los Angeles or New York, they coast to a stop over Johannesburg. Which is obviously, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of social commentary going in there because the, the aliens don't come out. They have to dig them out of the fucking thing. And when they open it, they find a whole load of these guys eating each other. Oh, right. It's like they're fucking, they're total refugees. So on one level, they're refugees. On another level, it's the whole black-white thing in South Africa. It's the whole apartheid thing. And they set up a kind of refugee camp. They ferry them down to give them some food. And then 20 years later, they're stuck. And it's this, this is what they call District 9. I don't know what the, whether actually... Um, Johannesburg's broke, broken up into districts. This is District 9, and they're just living there, and they're not fucking bothered. There's no diplomats in their group. There's no trying to explain where the fuck they came from and all that. It's just they're a burden on the South African government. So the movie starts with uh, Vickis van der Weer, mm-hmm. uh, who's played by, what's his name? Shalto Copley, who's actually, the whole backstory to this is that Peter Jackson and Neil Blomkamp were trying to get Halo off the ground. The movie was just kind of shit because the studios were arguing over shit. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. they had a 50-50 split in financing, mm-hmm. but one studio had more control than the other. Yeah. And the other studio was trying all these back-handed ways to get more control. And eventually, it just the whole thing fell apart. And so they went over one night of saying, like, we're making Halo to let's just remake your Alive in Joburg shorts into a movie. Because mm-hmm. he did these shorts, and they're very impressive. The technology is amazing for the money he had. And this movie was only made for 30 million. And it looks, some of the scenes look better than Transformers, for sake, and all that money. It's just like, the, the, you really, I'll get to the aliens in a bit and the effects. But Vickers is like a total bureaucrat from hell. Mm-hmm. He's very much like Deckard in the original uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. He's, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's like, he's got a fucking terrible job, but because everyone's doing it, it's no problem to him. So he gets promoted up to moving everyone from District 9 out to this other refugee camp further away mm. because so just so, just so they'll be outside Johannesburg and they don't have to fucking deal with these fuckers who keep going around stealing shit and eating cat food <laughs> they literally they're bums they're, they're, they're slums they just they, they don't do anything there's no one leader there's no fucking you know control over these enemies they're just weird and shit there's been riots the movie has a very documentary style to start with but that actually which you might have seen for the trailers but it drops off as the movie gets more into narrative mode and it's 
it's not jarring it's quite well done actually because it ties into the themes of the movie the beginning it's all documentary footage of humans talking about what's happening to Vickers because all the footage is shot after right they're talking about that day right where that shit went down right 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 so nice bit of foreshadowing on that but from that from that segment it's always the humans talking about the aliens so they're instantly depersonalized yeah and as the movie goes along you get to see them as who they are and one thing that I thought was amazing from the trailer the trailer we, there's a trailer there's a, there's a shot not even in the movie where there's a, uh, one of the aliens being interrogated yeah 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 and in that it's all very darkly lit so you can't see their eyes mm-hmm. when you see the movie it's amazing their eyes are so expressive they're like cat's eyes almost right. but they just they have these big brown eyes that really sell them as characters right. it's really well done but biggest is task of moving these guys around and you know it's South Africa and it takes a while to get used to the accents and stuff like that because he's got a really thick accent yeah. but he was the producer for the uh, Lava Joe book shots right. but uh, he's now ahead of the screen and he's a cock I mean when I watched it at the end of the movie you're like he was alright but then you think back to the beginning and they're just like they, they have this whole bureaucratic crap of they want to get them to sign the things that the no, eviction notice you're being evicted it's like well I don't what, 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 I, this is illegal so you got 24 hours it's like what oh, and the aliens don't talk this is the thing the humans understand it. they've learned how to understand it. they're like <laughs> yes I understand I understand that but you must move out you got to move out I need your chop I need your chop it's like listen this is not my house it's like well, we got some gut food here it's like okay this is my house they literally they will sell themselves out for a tin of cafe Jesus. So as the movie goes along, something happens to Vickers. And I can't tell you what that is. I mean, I knew from all the stuff beforehand that he gets sprayed with something. Yeah. And how that affects him and what goes on is a very much a big plot point in the movie. Yep. And um, yeah, they, they, when that, once that happens, the movie, you're, you're watching it and it's very much a documentary style. It's like you've got talking heads talking about when the aliens came and how it was dealt with. You've got, and then talking about Vickers a little bit, and his wife talking about him as if he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're not sure what the fuck happens to this poor bastard. Mm-hmm. But he's a cock. He is a massive fucking cock. Like he's given a, he gives a candy bar to a kid. Uh, he kill, he actually kills a, a nest of the fucking young. So oh, this is very interesting. We've got the, you see the the nutrients come down here into the pods. So uh, yeah, yeah, we have to flame this. We have to flame this because it's a very good find. It's a very good find, but they, they can't be allowed to be uncontrollably. So they flame it. You hear that popping noise? That's when the uh, the, the, the baby sacks, they, they pop and they, they try to get out, but they, they're on fire. <laughs> and it's just, you know, he's a fucking horrible human being, but it's like, the, you know, some of the lower level Nazis in the regime, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the job they're doing. And then this shit happens to him, and the movie goes more into narrative mode. I, I saw, like, a footage of the stuff that happens to him, like, at, at the con. It's, yeah. uh, it's pretty badass. It's and fucked it, up. And it's for that up. period, it's a horror movie. Yeah. There's some horror. I mean, you were literally sitting there going like, "All right, it's a documentary style, mockumentary style." And you go like, "Hang on, it's a horror movie." And it's like, there's bits that are like, "Jesus Christ!" And then it's like, it's like standard horror movie. And then it goes into psychological horror movie. You're just like, the shit he's going through is fucking nightmarish. And you're like, "How is this in terms of like uh, this censorship?" Like, uh, if you were watching it in Malaysia. Well, <laughs> one of the things. God bless the Malaysian censorship board because obviously they don't realize that in South Africa. Fluke is fuck <laughs> because there's a lot of fukes in it, but there is a bit of cutting. Now it might be where they they call someone a coot. <laughs> I don't know, but there is a lot of uh, there's a, there is a couple of cuts. But one thing is that the alien weapons. The the big thing about this is like you know they have these amazing technology, but it's geared to their DNA. Mm-hmm, yes. So there's a lot of Nigerians as well around the place who are trading cat food and shit for weapons, but they can't use it <laughs> because it won't work. And yeah, like yeah. they've got this whole voodoo thing going on of like if they eat parts of the aliens 
they'll eventually be able to control it. And there's a psycho warlord who has quite a large part to play in it, who never actually stands up. It must be an easy job. He's just like wheeled around in this chair and he's like, kill him. Kill the bastard. And he's in subtitles all the time. <laughs> but these guns do work for the aliens. Mm-hmm. And this is visceral as fuck. I yeah. mean, no, there, is like, no, there is no such thing as a warning shot to these fucking people. Yeah. Every gun makes you explode I know, I know, over I know. everything. I know. And it never gets old. There are just <laughs> <laughs> lightning rods shooting across. There's a very cool scene where there's a, thing, a weapon that captures the bullets yeah, yeah, yeah. and then fires them back. <laughs> and I mean, it does turn into a little bit of an action movie. From everything I saw before this, I thought it was going to be way more social commentary, hardcore sci-fi kind of style. It doesn't abandon that so much, but it does move a little bit away from it and into an action movie near the end, but it's a fucking cool action movie. And you know, Vickis is, he wears a fucking sweater vest for God's sake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah yes, we go in here, we show them we show them the piece and they move out. And he's got this rivalry with the hard act, because there's the, a the whole thing, the, the, the way they illustrate the background of their world is very clever. The, you've got the news footage, you've got the guys talking, the, the MNU, they're not an actual government agency. They are, it's the rise of the, what they call them, private military, military contractors kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there is the, the guy who's like in charge of the military arm of this thing, because Vickis is in charge of the bureaucratic side. And um, he's the main, like I mean, it comes up to a double hander between this guy. This guy's called David James, he plays Kubus. Mm-hmm. And he hates Vickis from the start. And when this shit happens, he just wants to kill him more. <laughs> and uh, he, they have a great rivalry between them and the, some of the best scenes are between them going through the movie. The effects are amazing. The guys look, they, 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 they call him the prawn. Oh yes, we gotta go in the end and see the prawn. We take the prawn out of the houses and move into District 10. So they call him the prawn because they look a bit like prawns and shit like that. And um, your man hates them. He's like, I love this part of my job, blowing them away and shit like that. But they look amazing. They just, I mean, throughout, again, after this, I watched the Halo shorts that Neil Blomkamp did. And it is that kind of mix of, there is shots that are DV handheld, you know, cars careening around corners during the car chase that's in the movie, but then the next shot is a typical car chase shot as well. But it somehow doesn't manage to be, it, I mean, it, I guess it's all digital video to make sure, even those long shots are digital video so that it's, it all holds together. But um, my girlfriend loved it. She didn't expect it at all. The cinema we were in was packed. The 13 year old three seats back, even though it's an 18th movie, he fucking loved it. When it got near the end, there's, there's a bit near the end that like, it's just like, yeah! You'll just, it, it, it's, it's a very, very good movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it's not, I think we mentioned before, some of the reviews are saying it's incomparable to things because it's like a Blade Runner and Aliens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it quite achieves that mark, mm-hmm. but it is still a very excellent sci-fi movie and it's just, I, when the ship makes noises, it's just, whoa. Mm-hmm. Just everything about it, the noises they make, the way the aliens move, their interrelations. Halfway through, they introduce two characters of the aliens, just them talking. Mm-hmm. So you get again, it's part of humanizing them and stuff like that. And there's yeah. more that happens as it goes by. But it's a really good flick, and uh, as I said, it's actually a really good action flick as well. Mm-hmm. There's some awesome action scenes near the end. It's just really cool. There's a thing that happens that I can't tell anyone until you see it, but it's cool. Okay. It's very evocative of another movie that came out recently. But it's a very good movie. Uh, it's a smart sci-fi fucking adventure thriller kind of thing, but you just don't know. Half of the enjoyment is not knowing where it's going. Cool. Because they literally cut you, you thinking they could kill this guy. And, and it wouldn't break the story. You're like, you don't know where it's going. But it turns into a really good piece. So yeah, I'd highly recommend seeing District 9. Excellent. Don't let the documentary style thing get around, fuck you off. It's just really good and it falls away near the end. 
So yeah, that's a review. That, that's, that's a world release. So catch it now. And uh, the cinema, as I said, the cinema I was in was full. So I'm hoping. I mean, the, the word of mouth seems to be good for this because I mean, it's been a pretty guerrilla warfare uh, advertising campaign for this. You know. No, all of the. Uh, I mean, I think on, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like what ninety three or ninety four percent. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm pissed off now that he's not going to do fucking Halo. Yeah, because he would do a. I mean, Halo was a story about a guy in a suit. You never see his face. You just kill shit. He could make that work. Spielberg's attack looking to do it now from some guy, the guy who wrote G.I. Joe. Uh-huh, yeah. Stuart, is it Stuart Beatty? Stuart Beatty, yeah. He pitched something on the fall of Reach, which is like before the Halo. It's where the guy becomes the guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in touch. But I mean, Blomkamp could have added it very nice. He's got to have a great career ahead of him. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the general consensus with a lot of reviews yeah. is that uh, this. It's, it marks the, the start of a very big talent. And he does things with like the ship in the sky and just shots that were like, there's an easy way to do this. There's a Michael Bay way of doing this shot. And he's done it something differently. And it's just like, nice. It looks really good. Cool. So go see it. I'm, def- I'm going to catch it this week sometime. Definitely. You better. So yeah, down to the box office top 10s from Malaysia and the US. Number 10, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Still haven't seen it yet. And number 9, Tracing Shadow. What the fuck is this about? All the posters are in Cantonese. Um, well, if, it, if they're all in Cantonese, then chances are I don't know either. It has a very comic book kind of style poster. It's like, it's all these panels with like, bot boxes and mm-hmm. stuff. But I haven't seen the trailer, I haven't been playing when I was at the cinema. Number eight, Land of the Lost. I've actually read one dissenting review about this and said like, it's actually fun. It's getting a lot of hate, but it's actually fun. So I'm actually now, and it's from a, tr- a source I trust, so I'm okay. kind of thinking I want to see this now. Alright. Number, Number seven, seven Harry, Harry Potter. Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Good movie. Number six, The Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Cook. Cook. Number five, Overheard. This is a Hong Kong movie, isn't it? Um, I think so, yes. Number four, Stem. It's a them, but a stamp. Local film. I hear I hear this is very good, actually. Really? It looks yeah. like a kind of madcap comedy. They're, they're kind of all after a stamp that's worth, like, millions or something. Yeah, I've actually heard it's pretty good. Cool. Number three, The Proposal. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it's Sandra Bullock's biggest grossing movie, but it, I've, everything I've heard is like, come on, Sam. Yeah, that's the general consensus is that it's just cliched written, cliched to the core. Number two, on His Majesty's Secret Service. This woke me up when I got to the cinema because it's like, what? They're showing Bond? Yeah, that, on that's on His Majesty's Secret Service. What is this? I have no idea. I think it's, it's, it's some kind of local movie, but I'm not sure where or what. Need to find out. I'll mm. find it out. Number one, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Yo, Joe! <laughs> Loved it. Number 10 for the US box office, 500, 500 Days, Days of, of Summer. Summer. I love the trailer for this, it looks cool. Trailers looks very good for this. And starring, Joseph Jordan, the s- Starring Cobra Commander. Yeah. <laughs> you will be my girlfriend. Number 9, Orphan. I saw the trailer for this. There's something wrong oh. with Esther. <laughs> Fucking hell. There's something wrong with Esther. She starts off looking okay. Yeah. But then. She looks like a fucking freak. Number eight, Aliens in the Attics. I really couldn't care. Keep them in the attic. Just lock them away. I don't care. Number seven, Perfect Getaway. This must be a movie because that doesn't exist. It's the Milojovic thing we saw the trailer for yeah. last week. It's the team up you've been waiting for. I mean, the only thing from the trailer that stuck in my mind was where they had the underwater shot of someone falling into the water, but instead of doing the nice, graceful, painless dive, it's Milojovic doing a belly flop on her side. Yeah. I think we actually both went, ooh, Ooh, that hurts. I've got to burn. Uh, and Steve Zahn it's the Steve Zahn Milojevic team up everyone's been asking for <laughs> the ugly truth this is Jared Butler and Catherine Hegel again isn't it yeah, yeah it's yeah. another white background yeah. character standing on the poster yeah. moving I yeah. just gotta come up with some better way of like marketing these fucking rom-coms like we have no idea how to market this movie yeah 
Number five, funny people, Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. It's latest. plummeting fast. Is it? Yes. Have you heard of your reviews? I've heard that uh, the first half is really funny, and then once it gets all dramatic, it, it doesn't come it up. Doesn't, it's, it's not punchable. It goes on too long. Basically, what I've heard is that it's like uh, it's, it goes on way longer than it needs to, and once it gets serious, mm -hmm. the serious aspect of it isn't enough Fucking to warrant power. going. Yeah. Number three, G Force. The guinea pigs are back. Um, you you skip four. No, oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter. But yeah, I mean, most people skip Harry Potter. Yeah. G-Force. I want, I, I, I want to see this, but I want to watch it in 3D. Yeah, you have to. From the trailer alone, I mean, the trailer for that had more 3D gimmicks yeah. than Ice Age 3 had in its entire duration. Less because Ice Age 3 is shit. Oi, it has Simon Pegg in it. Ice Age sucks. Book Mr. Book. <laughs> you can call me Book because the book stops here. And number two, Julie and Julia. Is this Eddie Young? That's uh, Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. Oh, it's this about is Julia the, Child. Oh, this is Julia Child. I've heard that I've heard that uh, you know Meryl Streep is the best reason to see it. Really? The movie itself isn't supposed to be great. She's a chef. Mm. She's a pretty good chef. Yeah. I don't know if she probably <laughs> works. It's a dramatic act. Number one, GI uh, Joe: Joe the, the Rise of Cobra. <laughs> and there you have it. And so end the, the lesson for this one year later podcast. Uh, here's hoping we stick together for another year and you don't piss me off. I'll try. That's right. And, and hopefully by the time of the second anniversary rolls around, off. I'll actually have the website re-updated. Yeah, I piss off everybody sooner or later. But again, if you've stuck with us through the whole thing, thank you for listening. And again, oh, if you have any comments on this year's worth of shite, uh, it's only 38 podcasts. We missed out on a few, but we'll have another celebration when we get to 52. Yeah. But um, email them in at podcast at mcgavinfries.com. Podcast at mcgavinfries.com.